paradise since the first time I saw you standing there. But it seems so long ago now, yeah. It's paradise, but no map can show us how to get there. Come on up, baby, let it love. We made our way out of long, long darkness And we made it this far, such a long road So let's go, shining all the way Oh, we're on our own path now We can take it anywhere that we wanna go Sweet song of love Hello and welcome to Abnormal Mapping, episode 126. I'm your host, Am, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. Welcome to the Gaming Zone. Welcome to the Gaming Zone. Uh, we both went gamer mode, but kind of in very different ways, and mine is mostly germane to our discussion this week, a uh, month, month. Um, so I'm going to let you go first. What the fuck's up with video games? Um, this requires uh, a peek back. At last episode, to, so I can tell at what, what point in time we recorded. Ooh, King of Dragon Pass was so long ago. Ooh. It was less than a month ago. It was like three weeks ago. Um, okay. Had I had I played Dark Souls two by that point, or was it was it just Dark Souls one? I don't know. We recorded that on January twenty second, so I guess it's actually been about a month. Um, I think I just finished Dark Souls One, and you were like, "Oh, you fin- you just crushed Gwyn." And I think I think that's where we were. Anyway, Dark Souls is in this thing's disgust list. Dark Souls but Two not, is not. But not. Yeah, I assume you would have noted those as separate games. Yeah, probably. Um, and not just the concept of Dark Souls. Anyway, I continued going down that road. I played Dark Souls Two and Three, um, and I had a great time. I I I um mostly. Sometimes I was suffering, but usually in in. Uh, in a you know, in line with the intended experience. Sometimes you're just trying to beat a boss, and you're like, "Fucking, I'd rather die. I hate this. I hate everything." And then you beat the boss, and you're like, "Yes, I'm the greatest. I'm invincible." From the movie Goldeneye, 1995. Yeah, right before he dies. Right before you die. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's the Dark Souls arc, especially in Dark Souls Three. Dark Souls Three is like um, mostly a game about bosses. Uh, the areas are much more simple. Um, the bosses are more involved and that's way more just action game to me. Uh, Dark Souls 2 is just like a cool atmospheric game. That's just, that's just the best one uh, as a holistic thing. I understand this is like a not not necessarily a controversial stance, but like a popular enough controversial stance where it is its own signifier at this point. Um, but that's just how I fell. I think it was really good. I liked that game a lot. Uh, I made it through the whole thing. Um without using a guide and i saw most of the quests and they didn't break on me uh which was partially luck i just happened to go in the right order and not uh, accidentally break the quests but i wasn't so lucky in three i didn't fucking see a single guy after the swamp uh because uh i messed up the order of how i do things uh by going to the abyss watchers before the cathedral i feel like if it's possible to break the game like that they should not let you be able to break the game like you, i mean if, if 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 the quests are linear progression then the game should just be linear I generally agree. I would prefer that. Okay, this is just a start that I've had 
the whole time, and I would rather these games just be, you know, PS2 action games with levels in a row. Yeah. Um, because I'm here for, like, the combat and exploration, not necessarily the wider RPG stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I get which like is, my, I, I like I'm fine with either way they go, but yeah. like this half measure is the thing that's annoying. Like this is the if you're not going to tell people where to go, then you have to support whatever direction, wh- however they want to play it, with giving them the content still. And, and you, they do support, like you know you see all the game right, but you might not have all the quests. You might not be able that's to not, summon all the NPCs. That's not seeing all the game. That's not seeing. Yeah, all I, the game. I know. Uh, whereas, like with Dark Souls Two, I saw the end of the um, the Pate quest line. I saw the end of the Luke Teal quest line. I saw uh, the guy that was trapped in Odia's keep, and I just like ran into them and just it proceeded organically in the way that was like this is clearly the intended experience of Dark Souls Two, uh, which I didn't quite get uh, with one and three. I kind of um, uh, broke those quest lines accidentally, hmm. uh, and um, like I I, uh, I made it to uh, the Boreal Valley before I went to the cathedral. And killed a bunch of bosses that uh, NPCs were meant to spawn before, etc., uh, etc. Et uh, I didn't know about another mechanic with another guy who drops dead if you don't do five things, and then no NPC replaced him. Um, and I didn't get my free levels either. Bunch of stuff that was like a hidden counter, uh, just weird Dark Soulsy type stuff. Um, anyway, uh, I mostly had a good time in both games. Uh, I have bec- I've acquired the Souls Brain in time for Elden Ring. Uh, I like those games. I enjoy finding the bosses. Um, they are, uh, you know, fairly intense rides sometimes. I, I was ready to give up on life uh, fighting the um, uh, King of the Storm before Nameless King over and over and over and over again. Uh, in Dark Souls 3, they have uh, all the bosses become like two-phase extravaganzas. And sometimes that's interesting, but I think as a default way of doing the bosses, it's bad. Uh, because it means every boss is two phases. And sometimes the two phases are like... When the second phase is an extension of the first phase, that's fine. That's like an interesting design wrinkle. When the first phase has absolutely fucking nothing to do with the second phase and it also sucks, but the second phase is good, that's just an awful experience because you're fighting a bad boss maybe, you know, 30 times to fight a good boss six times. Uh, And that's just not fun i just didn't didn't like it but i, I you know I, I i don't think i ended up spending more than three hours on one bus i'm i'm mostly decent at these games uh luckily thank god um but there's always that frustration i'm not like a full-on dark souls person i'm more of just an action game person who puts up with things uh which is you know you could have told me about that before i play these games yeah yeah i could have um uh, yeah, then yeah I, you, I, the riding the riding the wave of everyone getting into souls at the same time has just been like okay everyone's just playing this thing i just, just sit knew... here quietly on the sidelines watching everyone get into the exact same game yeah i mean i i, I like pulled a bunch of elden ring was happening but also i pulled a bunch of people into my orbits yes um so it's been souls posting month for you sorry yeah no yeah i mean you got me to i booted up Sekiro for the first time played a little we've bit played about that, the same but... amount of that i think um, I got to uh, jo- Juzo the Drunkard. Oh, I beat him. I got yeah, right I, after him. Well, I got I got to him. I literally just died once, and I was like, eh, I was just doing something else that day, um, and have not gone back. Uh, my marker was, uh, at some point you said, I don't know how to deal with these guys, and you're like, I know how to deal with these guys. I was like, you, when I played that, I was like, you got the axe, didn't you? <laughs> that, you were talking yeah. about the um Because the, the, the first time I met the shield guys, I didn't have the axe yet. Um, yeah. Because you have to go back to, like, equip the axe and literally just, you can't, f- I, like, just kind of rolled past them eventually. Um, yes. And um, 
uh, yeah, you just hit them with the axe and then they're dead. <laughs> yeah, I would love to try Sekiro again later. I, I got a little further. I got to the like the boss right. There's a boss right behind Jesus of the Drunkard. Um, oh, okay. And I fought that a bit and couldn't do it. It was too hard. And uh, generally speaking. Uh, that game has been very frustrating so far. I I think the combat's cool, but it's so different that I would need time to like really learn it. Um, mm. But the, that Sekiro so far has been the most like, dear God, what what are you doing? Why have you designed the game like this? What is wrong with you people? Do you not know how games work? Because um, at least in Souls, it's like a weird uh, kind of esoteric thing to poke at and missing all the contents like part of the intended experience. Because because it's designed to have someone say, did you know if you do this uh, before this, this happens? And you go, what the fuck? Why would that happen? And then it does. And you're like, holy shit. That's like part of the intended experience of Dark Souls as a community thing. Uh, Sekiro is not that. It's a fucking action game. But they just haven't made it. They've put enough Souls bullshit in there that you're like, now you're making a real action game. You cannot expect me to go and farm for healing items or for the items that allow me to use my skills that you've designed the game around me using. You can't, you simply cannot expect me to do that. That's terrible. That's objectively a bad thing. I hate you. Um, and like, if you're good enough, it's not a problem, right? Cause you have enough items to get through, but, uh, it just means if you're bad, um, and trying to learn it, you are punished by having to do extra grinding, which is just not fun. It's just not an interesting thing. I want to learn the boss fights. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's just, like, so much, like, I. the whole reason I was interested because it was, like, you know, um, this is the one where you don't level up, so it's all about, like, collecting. Like, it's all about just playing the game, but the game itself ends up being about collecting things and, like, actually you level up and get skill points that you dump into skills that you need to use and i'm like that's not that this is just offloading the rpg into a skill tree that's still the soul progression mechanic that's not an action game i want the assassin's creed one of souls games where you just get your tools at the beginning and that's it go I'm, kill the i mean guys. even even dmc has a has a skill tree like you you, you unlock i know i want the, the action game without a skill tree fuck skill trees you want the mod you want someone to bravely stand up and say, I am going to make the modern equivalent of Castlevania 3. Yeah. You get all your tools from the beginning, and it's just the, the demands on how to use them increase over the course of the game. Period. That's the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would also like that, because definitely... Also, like... the game is 10 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, because Sekiro is like 30 hours, and yeah. I know like half of them are going to be bashing your head against really hard bosses. I, I got just like, the... like my, half of my time with Sekiro is like, just kind of wandering in, like, through like a burned out village looking for shit to pick up. I'm like, this is not what I'm here for. Well, I, I don't actually mind the, like, exploring to find items, but I think that's why... I don't think exploring to find items, it works in a game where items... You, you know where you lose them if you use them mm-hmm. um because it, okay so in, in resident evil right or metal gear Solid, or any one of these games it's about picking up things and then using them yeah uh you when you explore and you find gun or bullets uh exploring is like a time uh and like a mode of play that has got a tangible reward uh and you do it once and then you understand that space and then you move on and you have that bonus uh and that's just true of souls games and Sekiro as well uh but then that bonus is temporary like if you find three um you know bits of dust to throw in guys eyes right just by exploring that's kind of worthless you can find that through farming and you'll have to farm anyway because you're going to die so much that you're not going to be able to use use it on that one life unless you're you're already so good enough that you don't need it um and it's just a diff- it just makes exploring less meaningful when I know that uh, it's not a permanent thing I found. Uh, it's something that I'll have to farm again eventually. Because 
while I lose my items, the world doesn't get them back. I can't go back and get them. Like, I can't go back into the room in Shadow Moses and pick up the sniper again like I can there. Uh, and so it's just a complete balance uh, change in how items work in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's... um, I Like, I'm interested in it. Like, you know, when you're in the middle of fighting guys, it's sick. Like, you yes. do the Makiri counter on that, that uh, spear guy, and you're like, fuck that guy. And it's his whole life. Yeah. Um, the part where you just kind of, like, go from rooftop to rooftop doing, like, vague stealth, that's also pretty sick. I wish the game was, like, a little more stealth-focused, because um, it's very much, like, kill one or two guys in stealth, and then everyone's alerted. And you can run away, and, like, they'll reset or whatever. But in reality, they want you to, like, break stealth and then fight who's remaining. Um, what if I could just ninja the entire group? I want... I need to see what, like, masterful play of that game looks like, I guess. Because in my ideal world of Sekiro, when I'm the best at it, what I want to be doing is, in when I'm not in a boss, I am uh, m taking maybe three steps to uh, zipline to an enemy and immediately stealth kill them, like, on-chain for an entire encounter. Uh, that's what I want mastery to look like, but I assume it's more about balancing, like, groups of mobs and fights. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not far enough in the game to know that, like, what super high level Sekiro play looks like in the mob fights yeah i just don't know uh, maybe both are viable uh, you know i'd have to spend more time with it um anyway uh enough about soul shit yeah enough of that bullshit. there'll be more soul shit next month <laughs> that's so true that's so true the, the part where like i'm i am playing so many fucking of these games and at the end of this at the like far end is eventually i'm gonna have to do jack chaos uh is kind of scary <laughs> yeah um do you play anything else or is that it um i played all the these games i don't i I think i played like a little five minutes or something but no unless i remember in the next two minutes let's just assume no okay um so last time i came here i was like i'm almost done with sonic generations and by that i meant i only had the final boss left so i finished sonic generations that's right Sorry, I'm I'm in the middle of a sneezing fit, so I keep muting my mic every time I sneeze violently, um, and then I have to come back and like act like I'm not sneezing my guts out right now. Uh, I remember the thing I played. If you want me to go again, yeah, but, vamp, um, go. Uh, I played Ollie Ollie World. That's the other thing. I knew it was something else. Uh, oh the... right, that like came and no one talked about it. Is it good? Is it better than Ollie Ollie Two? <laughs> it's better than Ollie. I think it's better than Ollie Ollie Two. I'm not like super far into it, um, but. Uh, it's not better than Ollie Ollie 1, that's for damn sure. Uh, because Ollie Ollie is uh, in a tragic situation where the more you add to it, the further you go away from what is like immediately pure about Ollie Ollie. Um, and it's weird. I, I, I liked it. Uh, I had a good time. Uh, the early levels are cool. I'm in like the second world. Um, but because I'm decent at Ollie Ollie, it means I've done a lot of like retrying for specific like challenges and really trying to perfect the levels which kind of takes away from what is good about ollie ollie which is just like the flow of it uh so i'm gonna try to just go through and not worry about um like three starring things uh because i i think that um it's more fun when you just kind of like allow yourself to make mistakes and recover rather than when you um are like really focused on getting everything to uh unlock all, all the stuff um, this happened to me with the early games as well. This is just like the Ollie Ollie mindset thing. You just got to enjoy skating. But it, it seems cool. It feels good. It feels like Ollie Ollie. It's great. Like, you know, it, it's good. I'm glad it's back. Uh, I guess it's a shame that it seemed to like people stopped talking about it before it even come out. So that's probably a bad sign. 
Um, but uh, I, I am I'm glad it's around, I guess. I don't know how well it did, uh, but I'm glad it lives. Uh, the writing is a little cringe, but less cringe than I was expecting. So, you know, it's mostly okay uh, in the way that uh, is pleasantly surprising. Um, and yeah, just glad to have Ollie Ollie back, I guess. Okay. Um, so I finished Sonic Generations, as I said, and then I started Sonic Unleashed. Um, cause I also got a PS boost for the 360, you know, on Xbox Series X, whatever. Anyway, um, I was like, I could do more boost Sonic. Looks great. Opens with this incredible, like, anime Sonic opening of him taking out Eggman's fleet, the Battle of Loom, but it's supersonic. It's fucking sick. Um, the Gold Comet. <laughs> That's him. God damn um, it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I assume. If, you know, anyone who cares about Sonic's probably played this. I'm, like, very late to the party. I knew about the Werehog levels being bad. I had been told for years that they were bad, and I was like, yeah, I'm sure they're bad. But how bad could they really be? <laughs> they're um, fucking terrible. This was me a couple years ago, years or months ago. I don't know. Let's say about 18 months ago when I also thought, I should try Sonic Unleashed. How bad? How bad could it be? It's really frustrating because I think the boost levels are incredible. But the Werehog levels are so bad that I just I just stopped playing it. Um, yeah. I want to go back and like pick at it and get through it, but oh boy, um, they're just so slow. Uh, enemies that just seem to like like all the robot big robots require execution kills, which are the same QTE every fucking time. Um, the the Werehog sucks, and then you gotta like level up uh, with like the world's worst level up system. This is not what I'm here for Sonic for. Um, boost level is extraordinary. And then in the middle, there's a bunch of like open world shit that sucks. Like it was bad in adventure. Um, it's bad here. Um, I, you know, it's a holdover from 06, which I've not played and don't really intend to unless someday they actually fix it all the way. Someone. There's like efforts to do that, right? For Sonic 06? Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Sonic and PS6 has already done the Sonic and Shadow campaign. They, okay. I mean, the thing is, what they haven't done is like ported the uh, Adventure World stuff. Um, so you can't do the um there's no connective tissue between levels it's just the levels yeah. you know uh, that might which, be the best <laughs> you know what <laughs> exactly yeah um there's some there's some fun world stuff in sonic 06 or like i would love to see put into a game that wasn't broken uh but uh you know given everything this seems like the best outcome when that's done you should probably try that uh yeah but they've already, it's already got the sonic and uh, shadow campaign which are the okay the two. The two good ones. What else? Who else good ones. I don't know who else you play as in that game. Silver and uh, Silver's campaign is all about like a telekinesis power that sucks. So oh, okay. that's one that I'm like, I see how you fix up Sonic and Shadow because it's Sonic and Shadow. I know how they play. I don't know how you fix up Silver's gameplay. Good luck, man. In <laughs> in, in you know patching that up uh, for people. But yeah, generally speaking, that that game is like uh, very popular and very far along. Okay. Yeah. I um I'll probably muddle through unleashed eventually um what i actually did was i played through all of final fantasy 2 since we last recorded well i played final fantasy 1 um i talked about this on voip life a little bit and i'd played through it before i played through both these games in the dawn of souls uh ds game came out or not ds gba game um and uh beat both back in the day um so i played through one again i've like watched let's plays of one and like speed runs like one's like you know sometimes you just put on a video of someone playing through final fantasy um and so I was like really familiar with it and I got like halfway in and I was like, you know, I'm just not, I, I'm not here for this. Like I've seen it before. I've done all this. Um, and so I moved on to two and then I just played through two. And obviously two is like, 
I think it's a much better game than one. Um, I think the level up system is really interesting. Uh, I, it has a story. It has a bunch of characters that I like. Um, you, you see what becomes Final Fantasy in it, right? Like, it's not quite four yet, but it's like halfway to four. And you're like, damn, they're going to figure it out. And I'm proud of them for that. Um, but also, uh, it, the, the sparseness of it just remains true. Like, they figured out that it's about casting elemental weaknesses on enemies. It's kind of Final Fantasy's whole fucking deal. Um, so you can do that. But because the weird magic system, you buy like all of your elemental magic on your black mage by like the second town. And there's like, like it upgrades, but it doesn't feel like there's, there's not the, I got a shiny new spell feeling to a lot of Final Fantasy 2. A lot of it's just like, I've built these characters to be very strong and they're very good at what they do, uh, which is its own reward, but it's not quite as good as like, I mean, there is new swords in, in two, but that Dragon Quest thing where you get a new sword and suddenly you're like, shit, I'm on a whole new level. I've ascended. It doesn't really exist in Final Fantasy 2. Mm-hmm. And I just like that in a classic RPG specifically. I think like in this era, um, that's kind of what you're going for. I'm kind of, I want to, I want to upgrade my sword and suddenly the guys that are giving me trouble go down in like one or two hits. You're like, shit, this is, this, this is the real deal. Um, it just doesn't have the systemic complexities to support the other yeah. approach. Yet. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, I just kind of miss, like, like char- like this game is very much about, like, building a specific character. Like, you know, I'm going to have one character who's got all the, the agility and, like, sword strength. I've got, like, a white mage who can also hit things. And I've got a black mage who casts spells. And the fourth character kind of rotates out in, like, a Fallen Fantasy 4 kind of way. Um, but, um... Uh, I just wish they had more to do. Like, Sword Guy is just going to sword literally the entire video game. There's nothing else he does other than hit attack. Um, and you mm. just get tired of it eventually. <laughs> like, yeah, this is why, sense. this is why jobs come in, right? Like, you want specific, like, things that your characters can do that are unique and interesting. Um, and this was when I was playing Fantasy One, I'm like, it's weird that the warrior doesn't cover anyone. Like, that's what warriors do. They cover guys. Uh, but it doesn't exist yet. Um, so I'm hoping when I move on, I'm not going to do it right away, but eventually I'm going to play three. Um, hopefully I jive with the job system there and have a good time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, great game. Uh, cool story. Fucking incredible music. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I, I've i said this before, but I'm fairly confident that no one would give a shit about Final Fantasy if it wasn't for Umatsu. Like, who, it's I don't know like, if I go that far, because Amano was like a big deal at the time, right? Like, okay. Yeah, that's true. But like, generally speaking... Final Fantasy 1 is a mediocre RPG. It's fine, but it doesn't have what Dragon Quest has. Uh, what it has is fucking Uematsu going nuts all the time. <laughs> That's the thing oh, it sure. has when you play it. For sure. I think I think it would do okay. It, it wouldn't... Yeah, yeah it I probably mean, now, be would anyone in America deal. give a shit about the yeah, word Final Fantasy? Probably not. Yeah. Uh, if, you know, they didn't have um, uh, Uematsu for 10 games! Yeah, and then he hangs around a bit afterwards. King, true king, true king. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy two, give it a shot. Um, I played, a, I messed around a little bit with the NES modded version, which is fun. Looks great. Um, played the PSP version all the way through, which is fine, but looks less great. Um, <laughs> of all of the modern versions, I think it's the one that looks the best to me. But your mileage may vary on that one. I know some people like the pixel remaster style. Um. I wish it was a little less like trying really hard to look like Fantasy Four all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, it's fine. The portraits on the uh, NES version are incredible. Uh, 
Yes. It's weird to see an NES game with character portraits, because I think of that as, like, a thing that came into the genre, but no, it's, like, right there from the jump in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 2. Uh, yeah, that was, like, the... I mean, like, the uh, the way that Final Fantasy 2 is all about these designed characters was a kind of unique thing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it was fun. Um. People... People oversell how weird and difficult the level up system is. If you just kind of know what care, like you want Fury and the main guy to be a sword guy, you probably want Maria to be a black mage, and uh, Guy can be like your white mage. Fury can do white magic too. If you want them both to be kind of paladins, you can make that happen. But I must say, Guy be a white mage. And, um, you played on the PSP version, so it's yes. significantly less weird. I know, but I was like, I was like looking at changes in, there's like weird, there's definitely some weird stuff in the NES version, but like that game is spoken of like it's unapproachable and it's not, you can do The it. primary change and the reason the PSP version is easier is they change the level curve so you don't yes. have to level, like the, the yes. reason people get yes. hit by the brick wall in the NES version is they do the same thing, but they're like, they can't beat anything at some point because yeah. they haven't yeah. no, no. hit themselves over and over again. Yep. Yeah. You don't need to do that in the modern versions. Um, yes. Pick a weapon and stick to it. Uh, you want a sword. You're, every time I play one of these games, I'm like, well, they gave Furion a sword, but I'm. what if I gave him, uh, you know, lances? And you're like, that's neat, no. I guess, but the game gives you swords, so you should fucking use a sword. You Unfortunately, sword. this is what happens. Um it's always you. Always, when I ever open one of these, like characters, kind of can do whatever things, but but they have like kind of like soft roles. It's like, oh, what if Aerith was like my fighter and and Cloud was my black mage? It's like, no, stupid. They're, it's not set up this way. This is why when I am um, at some point, I will play Final Fantasy X again. And I'm going to do the all the other content. I don't know when that'll be. It could be in five years, but I, I know I want to do that eventually at some point yeah. in my life. Uh, and they're going to give me a choice at the start of the game. And I'm going to choose the original fucking light, uh, board, Sphere Grid. Not license board, that's 12. Because uh, I don't want to, like, re- I, I don't want to remix all the characters and go down the other routes first. I just want the, the Sphere Grid for the characters yeah. that have the roles they do. Um, and that's just, I, I just know that about myself now. I don't actually think that freedom is necessarily interesting. I prefer experimenting within, within the, like, framework that the characters are already set in. Yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um... Yeah, it's it's just one of those things that, like, as I played more games, I just gave up trying to, like, break this. Like, they designed the characters to be a certain way. I don't have to like it, but I should just go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the girl's always going to be the mage. That's just what happens. It's a video game. Well, uh, wait till you play Dragon Quest Three HD 2D version. And you uh, just make... That's just, you just, well, that's just make, paper dolls, right? I can make any. You just anything. make your guys. You, well, you're, you're yeah. a hero. Um so you have your own class, but everyone else, you just make whoever. And you have way more choices than you can actually deal with. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited for that that game. Because uh, I played Dragon Quest III recently. Oh, and... shit! Shit! Oh, yeah. Live Alive. Live Alive. Got announced. Getting a remake. As we pivot, pivot from this thing, uh, the one bit of new game news we will talk about, fucking Live Alive. Uh, I popped so fucking hard for this. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were watching the direct... Um, and we'd, um, <laughs> we'd saved it. You, you changed jobs so you can no longer come home in an, a timely manner to watch the, uh, Nintendo Direct at 4pm. Yeah, my, yeah, my old job, I would just take off uh, early from, cause it was like kind of a flex time schedule or whatever. And I'd just come yeah. home and watch the Direct with you and then make it up somewhere. I don't have a, I have a real job where I have to clock in and clock out now. Yes, yeah, so um, you can no longer like make up the hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
and so I came home, we watched the direct, but I we didn't know about Live Alive, so we just got it uh, ourselves, and it was great. Popped real hard. Um, looks great. Sounds great. I'm really excited. The voice acting seems very goofy. Um, everyone who hasn't played Live Alive needs to fucking play Live Alive. It's one of the best RPGs ever made. Yes. Uh... We have an episode on it. It came out last year. You can check that out. Uh, it's full of spoilers. I guess if you intend to play Live Alive, maybe save it. Um, but damn, I'm ready for more Live Alive. Yeah, if if you trust us and are like, I want to play that, then listen to the episode afterwards because just just play live alive. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we talk about the whole game in the episode. Um, yeah. And if you're like, oh, I want to play this new version, but it's $60, which I think is fine. I think um, it's fine. It's better than any I think, other. I think RPG if you want, if you want old games to get translated, especially stuff that needs to get translated, like they had to, they didn't have a translation. Square Enix did not do a translation of Live Alive originally. Um, you're going to, it's going to cost money. I, it's fine. I mean, and because the other way is like they do the pixel remaster thing and it sucks and they don't put the like effort in. The the yeah. the, the the tragic thing is you have to recognize the this HD two D thing as much as you can be frustrated as as it compares to the sprite work. This represents Square Enix trying. <laughs> this yes. is the best you can get, um, and so I'll take it. Uh, is yeah. turning an old game into a full price, fully voiced modern game uh, is unfortunately the best approach, and I'd rather have it to a. Uh, pixel remaster version that doesn't look the same but also like fucking runs bad because they made it in unity in a way that doesn't work yeah. um, my, my thing is my thing is um i don't buy a lot of games so like if it's 60 like i still am gonna get 20 hours out of live alive because it's a 20 hour video game and i'm gonna have a good time uh i don't mind like i you know i paid zero dollars for the snes version we played last year yeah. um i'll buy it again and uh, i'll buy it for the first time i guess and i'll play it again and it'll be great and that's fine whatever but that's the that's the other thing is like there's two sides of it one i think it's fine that uh, an old game is full price um it's better than the, the new games you can also buy for 60 dollars. The, so. yeah the idea that like because it's old it must be cheap is i think a th- if you want to buy re-releases of games is a thing that the culture will just have to get over yes it's, it's otherwise they're like, not going to do it right like, while, while i do agree with that that i i also think are you kidding me Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is $60 on the Switch and shit like that. So, Don- you know, Tropical Nint- Freeze Nintendo is probably worth 60 It's a really good like, game is the thing. Sure, but you know what I mean? Like, Nintendo yeah. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing is Live Alive will be $30 at some point. Yes. Like, it's going to come out at $60, but then it will go down. Nintendo are ridiculous and never put anything on sale. But the other uh, side but- of it is uh, the fan translation is fantastic. So if you don't want to yeah. pay, you just play the SNES version. It will probably yeah. be similar. Like, it's not a difficult game in the, on the SNES. Yeah. Um. If you have a if you have a uh, you know hacked uh, 3ds, put it on there. I think oh, you need yeah. a, I think you need a uh, new version to play SNES games. Is that right? I don't actually remember. I believe so, but I'm not 100 okay. percent sure. If you have a Vita, it probably runs on that too. There are many ways to play SNES games. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I played it on my uh, 2ds new 2ds XL. It was great. Yeah, I um, played it on my TV. Yeah, also great. But uh, very excited. Could not be more excited for a video game. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't remember the last game I was legitimately this excited for. It, it looks good too. Like I mean, the HD two D stuff aside, uh, it's a it's a style that has its downsides. But it, they've looked better in each game, uh, and this looks fine for doing that style. Uh, plus. Uh, like all the voice acting is ridiculous enough in the right way. They've done like a radically different like approach for each story. Um, it ju- I just think it's going to be good. Uh, they played Megalovania, uh, Megalomania in one of the trailers and it sounded good and not garbage. Uh, and that's all I needed. I was like, good, whatever they're doing, keep it up. <laughs> I guess. Yes. 
Uh, that's it for news. News. We're 30 minutes into this podcast. We haven't even begun to talk about game clubs yet. This here is Mona Pizza. Makers of the world's best pizza. Fresh sauce and cheese galette. Brought straight to your front
our game club this month is technically two video games for the Game Boy Advance. It is WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games, uh, the 2003 release, uh, and Rhythm Heaven. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> Silver. Rhythm Tengoku. Yes. Uh, I pulled up the Wikipedia page before we recorded, but I only pulled up Rhythm Heaven, and that's the DS game. Uh, yes, Rhythm Tengoku, uh, the game from 2006 for the Game Boy Advance that never came over here. You can get it as in an English fan translation as Rhythm Heaven Silver. If you just want to, like, believe in yourself, you can play it in Japanese. I have a Japanese cart that I've played before, like, not all the way through, but... Um, you I can believe known. in yourself. There are ver- there are a couple things that will really fuck you up. Yes. But um, generally yes, speaking... Yes, I had gotten about half way back in the day with my original I like my import card. At one point I went into a now closed video game store and there was just a used copy of Rhythm Tengoku for the GBA there. You better believe I fucking bought it. In the box with the stickers, everything. In in a fucking video game store in Omaha? Yeah. Yeah, it was like it was like thirty five dollars. I was like, I'm buying this. (laughs) I feel like I would I I would just assume I was being punked in that moment. No, I just picked it up. (laughs) Like I Anyone drop this? It's a fucking used copy of Rhythm Tengoku. What? Yep. Some Damn. some nerd had imported it and then sold it to this video game store. Um, it's it was not a game store. It was a local store that's now closed. Yeah. So I'm very sad because it was like a good place to buy. It was the place games. you so went. I found yeah. fucking Rhythm Tengoku there. Clearly, um, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, um. But in doing so, um, I made a a goal for myself to have played the entire franchise of both of these WarioWare and Rhythm uh, Heaven, and I did. Um and you played some a uh, good a good I, chunk actually I, yeah I played the um GBA DS and uh, 3DS versions of both games okay Do you, would you like to briefly describe what both franchises are <laughs> so WarioWare uh WarioWare Inc Mega Micro Games I guess Mega Micro Games is the first game but WarioWare the series uh is f- <laughs> uh, a series of games about linking m- miniature like video games you know mi- they are called micro games for a reason they are like f- between 10 to 4 seconds sometimes about single interactions into chains uh to see how many you can successfully do uh before uh falling off uh they have like limits in their campaign versions uh where you play through the first time but generally speaking it is about like a high score game with how many micro games you can make it through without fucking up it is honestly akin more to something like playing Bop It than playing a regular video game in the very Nintendo Miyamoto, uh, you know, talking about um, Wii Music way. Yes. Uh, in the, the famous, uh, tragically, Wii Music fucking sucks, but Miyamoto's quote about it makes me want to believe uh, yeah. when someone says, it's, it's, this is. It's better than a video game, it's a toy. Yes. Someone says, this is not a video game, it's a toy. He's like, that's why it's good. Which, uh, yeah. if, you, if it was good, I would, it would be such a powerful quote. Unfortunately, Wii Music is bad because it's it's not as good as hitting real drums. You just flang your Wii. It sucks. I'm sorry. The entirety of Wii Music is a thing you would unlock in the middle of WarioWare that you'd like yes, to mess with. Yes, absolutely. A but it has that that vibe of like this is a thing to to play rather than to beat. Yes, uh, it is some like you can master it just because there's a limited amount of it uh, and uh, only so many uh, micro games to go around. But um, it, it's not like yeah, you know, it's like Bop it. You play it, you get your high score. You go through every time you go again. It makes the sound. Uh, it's a very toyish game, and they made a whole bunch of them, uh, mostly expanding on the control types, uh, which every Nintendo game had to do 
like legally because the control types of the uh, consoles changed. But WarioWare was getting in even before that uh, by making a tiltable uh, GBA cart and then obviously um, on the touchscreen for the DS game and then on the Wii Remote for the Wii game and then the uh, 3DS version tried to like, okay, we can take games from all of these control styles and put them on one thing, but not all of them. Um, it's it's weird. It's a weird collection, but it is like a collection of all the games. And if there's a new one that just came out that's about like, it's like a more of a party game with different control styles for every character, even though they could all do the mini games or something. Is what I what I looked up and saw. Um, you you played that. You have to tell yeah, me. Yeah, it's, it's still just it's still just WarioWare. Okay. That one. It's still it's still it's not Game and Wario, which is maybe one of the worst games ever made. That's <laughs> not true, but it sucks so much. This is the tragic. This is the line of Nintendo, right? Either you make the best game ever, or it fucking sucks. It is awful, and it's yeah. the same team making the same thing. <laughs> yes, uh, just it's how it goes sometimes. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Rhythm Heaven is uh, also Nintendo SPD, um, and uh, with the producer, what's his name? Uh, actual music producer. Begins with T. What's his name? Oh, Tsunku? Tsunku, yes. Uh, who came to Nintendo and was like, I want to make a rhythm game. Not not one of those things you call rhythm games where you're like following a chart and trying to like execute your uh, cool DDR moves. I want to make a game like about the concept of rhythm. Um, and... <laughs> uh, they did. They made they made Rhythm Tengoku oh, in two thousand and six on the Game Boy Advance, so that never fucking came out here. Uh, and then it also um, went to DS with Rhythm Heaven Gold or just Rhythm Heaven everywhere else. Uh, I guess it's Rhythm Paradise here, but I'm not going. Oh, is it really? That. Yeah, uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever for the Wii is called Beat the Beat Rhythm Paradise here. That's miserable. You need to look at the logo, actually. You need to look at the logo right now. I've, I, I have seen it actually. Okay, now that you said that. Um... <laughs> yes, um, and. Uh, the Wii game actually doesn't use the Wii Remote. The DS game's all around the touchscreen, but even though you can tell it was at one point designed to because half the rhythm games are about swinging something. Yes. Uh, they made the choice and they to were go like, back to buttons. No, it would be miserable. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, and then that also got a, a 3DX, uh, 3DS compilation. Um, slightly more um, successful as a compilation just because there's less micro games or mini games to like put on it. Uh, most of the games are in Mega Mix, even though the, the new localization stuff is kind of bad. But they kept the great localization for for Wii, uh, for the Wii games, and it's mostly the version you probably want. Even if like we will talk about how the new shell that 2015 Nintendo puts around Rhythm Heaven is different to the shell that 20, 2006 Nintendo puts around Rhythm Heaven. <laughs> yeah, uh, and times have changed. But generally speaking, that's the game. It's mostly about uh, these uh, one to two minute songs with. Um, uh, like very simple rhythmic interactions that are uh, just delivered to you in interesting ways by the music and visuals, yeah. uh, rather than about skillful note chart memorization. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, WarioWare uh, Inc. Mega Micro Games is a game I picked up when it came out because I was at a, like I was still in high school, but I was picking up basically anything that came out on the GBA that looked interesting. Um, and let me tell you, in a world where like, like, there were there was kind of flash games, but like that that was it. There was no like indie games. There was no phone games. Uh, there was no downloadable games. Um, WarioWare felt like like a new conception of what a video game could be. Um, 
Because they just throw a bunch of ideas at you and you just had it. Like, you know, the part, the, a mini game collection was not a concept that people were putting out in 2003. Um, Fusion Frenzy way. was older than WarioWare. I didn't have an Xbox. Never heard of a Fusion Frenzy before in my life. I'm and just saying, Mario Party. Mario Party. There are saying. totally, there are, yeah, mini game Mario Party is like, a, is like a board game with some bullshit. It's not WarioWare. Sure, and absolutely, like WarioWare is special, but like I think the idea of a mini mini game collection makes oh, WarioWare like this. It's not necessarily about that it's throwing a bunch of games. It's like the way in which WarioWare frames itself as like an exploration in like style and attitude, as like here's like eight thousand things we're into, from like samurai movies to like cars to like jokes about omelets to like snotty girls and cool guys. Um is just like everything is like interesting and feels like like people with taste made a video game like and i don't mean that yeah. in, like good taste i just mean like people who like thought certain things aesthetically were interesting made a thing and they threw like eight thousand things at it and all of them got in and they didn't like blend it into mush each thing is just separate on its own and distinct mm-hmm. yes like a lot of games end up feeling samey because everyone suggests ideas that they like, and then you kind of have to like find the middle ground. There's no, there doesn't have to be a middle ground in WarioWare. You can just throw everything in. Sometimes it's like a black screen with like white outlined characters, and like that's its own aesthetic. Sometimes it's like you know like very painterly. Sometimes it's just what if we threw Nintendo games in here? Wouldn't that be fucking weird? Um, and they just went for it. Um, it always felt like inventive and funny with we're like the act of being told to push a button can be a joke um yes. and like exploring that space but also like being a game about like really twitch like art like built out of arcade ideas reactions to things like mm-hmm. this thing comes i have to hit it i have to jump over it you know that sort of stuff uh yeah uh it's it's really interesting and cool like the the uh the first gba game it's so good uh it's mostly about um like the moments of reaction where you see the game and you have five seconds to complete this game and the input's probably really simple but your task is to like mentally coordinate what you is being asked of you in less than a second uh and it's always interesting um sometimes you guess wrong but you know very rarely they're usually designed in such a way where the interaction is somehow evident just from the like screen ahead of you uh the instructions always one verb right it's always like run or avoid or escape or um you know sniff <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like uh so it's, it's always based around the idea of like you know uh an input has a verb. These are like game design theory concepts. The warrior web makes like just super accessible and obvious to people. Uh, and it's very interesting and, and cool about that. Like it's, it's really good. I, I love that first warrior game. It's probably my favorite one. Just the, the original GBA one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, it's like such a foundational game for me in terms of like what I like about like a certain style of game. And it's hard to like separate that from like the thing we do now. Cause you know, mm-hmm. uh, played it when i was 17 or whatever and it blew my mind uh <laughs> never yes. see anything like it <laughs> it's because uh, i'm like slightly younger so like warrior was just a tunnel to me like a warrior nintendo have always made stuff like that it's just warrior it just exists no because even at the time it's like what the fuck is this like warrior was a wario himself was always a weirdo right like we played the wario game like wario's a goofy guy he's meant you know it's meant to subvert the idea of what nintendo is like inherently like you know he's he's the anti-mario but then throwing him into this thing that is just like experimental weird shit for the sake of it 
and with like a very light framework around it to like uh, numbers go up, you complete the games or whatever, uh, is just it's just like a great expression of like sometimes hitting a button and an input like creates an output is joyful in itself. Yes, and that's the thing that WarioWare is like about. Yeah, because because so, so the games literally are just like. Uh, Please press A within this input window. And what the input window changes, whatever. But that's literally what all like ninety percent of the games in WarioWare are. Um, but it still Sometimes manages you have to be interesting. Direction, yeah. Like, that's but it. it still manages to be interesting uh, and weird and like evocative in that space. It's just like this is the template for like what video games that their beating heart are. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, when pressing A in a certain input input window is all video games on some level. Yeah. They've yeah. understood the truth. They've seen the yeah. truth. And instead of like hiding from it and putting a bunch of bullshit on top of it, I have just embraced it. Yes. And, you know, they kind of separate them up into like themes and wrap some characters around it or whatever. And those characters end up being like the face of the the franchise. Um, you know, people, people like Mona and like 8-Bit more than they like some fucking Mario characters. And I think that's good. That's <laughs> because Mario characters are boring. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, um, and like the stories are fun, and like it's weird because like as it goes on, they lean a little more into the stories, and you're like, okay, like I played uh, WarioWare Gold, which is a pretty good game. It's like a compilation of most of the WarioWare games you'd want to play, um, and it has all three, it has the three main styles, not counting Wii, obviously, because that would be very difficult. It has a couple um, Wii games from the um, yeah in, in the they, tilt one, but only yeah. the ones that you could have translated to the side to side tilt. Um, but it does have like button input, touch input, and like motion input um mostly lifting from twisted um and uh is great but also has like fully voiced animated like cutscenes leading into everything and you're like I, this is this is like great i guess but like it's a lot of rapper around this thing <laughs> uh they, they go on too long and they're shorter than the mds ones though which are not voiced but do just go on for five minutes um yeah they had a, they had a ds they want to show it off and I'm like, yep. I mean, WarioWare feels like a like a real experiment, right? The first yes. one, like, what do we do here, whatever. And then, you know, they make Twisted, and then they make Touched, and they're getting bigger, like, they're getting more popular as they go. Like, Touched is a big, like, the DS is big, we're gonna make a big blowout thing, we have more budget now, so we're gonna go all in. And they did, and, like, in many ways, that one and uh, and uh, Smooth Moves are, like, the pinnacle of, like, WarioWare at its height. And you can tell from just the yes. presentation layer. Because, like, Absolutely. Smooth Moves has, like, elaborate poetry that's all translated when you, you unlock the next form with, like, a voice guy very calmly the form telling baton. you yes, how to hold yeah. the form baton. It's very silly. Um, and especially with that game. But this is true all around. But, like, I feel like the Wii one in particular is, like, loves to just, like we're on the Wii so we could just load up a 3D environment for you for this one little game and then go back to the thing we're doing. Yeah, the warrior where I've played the most is probably Smooth Moves just in in parties as a child of people who had Wiis. Yeah. Uh, even before I had one myself, just like playing four player past the past form baton um multiplayer warrior stuff. Uh it's that and also the thing that like anyone around my age in if you're in like an area that would have a game shop I promise you, whether they had DS or not, has played hours of uh, WarioWare Touched because it was the thing on every DS kiosk when the DS came out. You you went to the DS kiosk like, what's this new Nintendo console? And you sit there and you played a few rounds of uh, WarioWare Touched until someone else made you get off it. That's what you did in game shops in 2004. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um... So yeah, I'm familiar with both of those games. 
Yeah, and since since I was like a little older, I just picked up all these as they came out, right? Like I have, um, like Twisted is a game I remember like after I was out of college, like standing around at lunch, uh, after like at my job, just playing. Um, it's it's sad that Twisted is like the one that's like you can't really emulate it. It's hard to get a hold of. Um, because it's I'm really looking good. I'm looking up Twisted in America came out after Touched. Because in Japan they were only two months. Like Twisted came out first, but in October, yes. and then yep. Japan when when DS. Damn, they yep. were developed at the same time. Weird, weird. Nintendo SPD. I mean, <laughs> when the DS launched, they were like, "This is this is the third platform. The, yes. the GBA is not going anywhere." And I, they, I think they meant it because they, they didn't know that the DS was going to become the biggest thing in the world, right? <laughs> they mean it every time. They meant it with the 3DS until the Switch was the biggest thing on Earth. Yeah. There was a Pokemon game after the Switch came out on 3DS. The, he said, I don't think we're, I think we're to leave the 3DS anytime soon. And dear God, I wish he was right. Unfortunately, he was wrong. And, uh, you know, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, I really like Twisted. Uh, that's when you, you literally didn't come out in your region. Hard to get carts. So we didn't talk I, about that. I ordered a cart. I ordered a fairly expensive cart. And then it wasn't. It was a, it was a, <laughs> just a G, GBA cart with the Twisted yeah. sticker. Didn't even put it in. I was like, this is. I know what a twisted looks like. It's not this, uh, so I never even bothered. But then once um once gold came out, I was like, I knew I could play decently enough because got you know 3ds has a tilt sensor, uh, and I can play enough of those mini games to get a sense of the tilt mini games. Yeah. Um. Honestly, as someone like I went through Twisted again uh, for this, um, and playing it on the 3DS, um, the Twisted Tilt Sensor a little finicky sometimes. It's great because it's got like a rumble, so it's got like a real like tactile like clickiness as you t- twist it. Um, but the the 3DS version is just like they figured out accelerometers by now, <laughs> so it just like is rock solid. There's no like drifting in the same way. So that was, it was nice. It was nice to play those and have it yeah. just work better. That makes sense. Like when I played Smooth Moves, sometimes sometimes we were much fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah. so you're like i'm moving the thing please register i'm moving the fucking thing why are you like this it's because the wii remote sucks so bad <laughs> i i had intense flashbacks to playing the ssx game for wii which is the most like <laughs> anyone who's ever played this knows immediately because you had to draw shapes to do tricks but oh, the way no. that they wanted you to so the way it would work is Everyone would try to like, it was like draw like a circle or whatever. And so we would draw a circle and it wouldn't work because what they wanted you to do is to move the Wii remote held flat in a circle motion, not draw a circle with the Wii remote like you do in every other video game. But even then it would only pick it up like half the time. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare game. Nightmare. Nightmare game. God. Um, but Smooth Moves is fun. Like, I had a great time going through it again. Um, the, the final boss in that game is this ludicrous, like, m- m- dance sequence. Uh, it's just, it's just delightful. I love it. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it cares what your inputs are in that. I've never failed that one ever. I feel like it's just fake. It's just like just dance. It doesn't matter what you do. You'll get a good result. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes that's just how it is. You, know, you yeah. need to, like, uh, be intense test on every time. Yeah. Um, yeah, Warrior is, it's weird because, like, I, I think it is probably true that Rhythm Heaven's the better franchise. It's much more interesting yeah. than I like it for. But I just have more, like, I have affection for the style of WarioWare a lot. I think it's got, like, it, it's just cool in a way that, like, Rhythm Heaven is, is, is cool. I'm not saying it's not cool, but WarioWare is cool in a different way. Yes. Um, 
it just feels like someone's like someone's showing you all the things they like right like just like here i really like this movie and i really like this song and i like the juxtaposition is the delight um whereas um rhythm heaven feels very coherent and cohesive to me um well rhythm tengoku like the the game we are technically supposedly covering but like we we played so much there's a more broad overview than we normally do uh but that one's far more disparate by um the ds game right like everything's got a, a single art style uh, yes everything's crossing over with other games um and that's this persistent mega mix like they have uh a world there is rhythm yeah. heaven law yeah. uh i don't care but it does exist uh yeah um well it's weird because like yeah, so where it has like the characters, right? Like Mona is someone who has a bunch of jobs. She's a different job every game, um, and she's always been really popular. She's cool, but then you get like characters who show up and end up like being big deals, like Ashley or uh, what's the what's the martial arts guy's name? I never remember his name. I don't know. You're on your own here. God damn it! Because <laughs> he's from Game and Wario. That's where he first showed up. Uh, well, that's why I don't know, because he's from Game and Wario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A young cricket. Young cricket. Young cricket. Oh, okay. I have heard that name. Oh, before. no, he shows up in Smooth Moons, is what this says, but I don't remember him in Smooth Moons. Look, I played a lot of WarioWare this past. <laughs> you you <laughs> have you have gone deep into, like, these games all blend together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, that stuff's just fun. It's weird, because those characters never show up in anything else. Like, you know, they're in Smash, obviously, but, like... Um, it is very strange to me to see like this expansive cast that only exists to be the framework around a bunch of mini games, and that's kind of it. Um, but that's also kind of enough in its own way. It's cool. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. That's all I want to say. It's cool. Um, uh, it is. Which you know, pivoting to Rhythm Heaven. Rhythm Heaven is a game that has no characters. Um, should never have any characters. And the one game where they add characters, it's the worst fucking thing they've ever done. Yeah, so, okay, Rhythm Heaven. It's the greatest game ever made. Um, this is this is video gaming at its core. I love it to pieces. Uh, I, I was laughing at the fact that we managed to somehow make a game club in which we um, engineered a situation that when I was playing WarioWare, classic video game, everyone loves it. It's fucking WarioWare. I'd be thinking, God, this is clearly the worst one of the two. <laughs> Uh, the whole time because it's not rhythm heaven which is so good i love it uh unsurprisingly if you know anything about me um it's just good so where do you want you want to start talking about rhythm heaven as like an idea so if warrior is a game about like the joy of pressing a button getting an output rhythm rhythm tengoku is a series about uh the the mastering of doing that correctly at the right time and if you don't it will you, you will never succeed <laughs> Uh, Rhythm Heaven is a game about how the uh, the joy of music is uh, the um, obliteration of the self. <laughs> yeah, R- WarioWare is like everyone can have a fun time. You just press buttons and things happen. Rhythm Tengoku is like the toxic shonen ideology of video games. No, what? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, if you're not good at it, all it will do is mock you and like be like, "Ah, uh, nope, try again, try oh, again, burn, <laughs> try again, burn, try again." That's true. It is Katamari esque uh, <laughs> with how it like uh, kind of mocks you for uh, fucking up. You have to it's be like, real It's good. like this very cute, very colorful, very like fun framework. But if you are not good at rhythm, there is nothing for you. There's just the wall <laughs> that is like you're not good. You're not playing. You're not getting past these monkeys. That's it. 
eat shit. I, I, I simply got a superb. <laughs> this is simply what I did. Yes. Uh, so and it's, and because it's written, so this is the interesting thing is that uh, I don't know. I think this is what Rhythm Heaven Gold was meant to be. Uh, maybe this was meant to be the DS, uh, the original one as well. Um, I'll need to look up. What year did Brain Training come out? Brain Age. Oh, um, later than... Oh, no, that's before Rhythm Heaven. Um, before the first yeah, one. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly what's going on. I don't know the history um, of how this production happened, but I know at some point in Rhythm Heaven's development, whether it was a pivot or whether it was the initial idea, uh, it was going to be called Rhythm IQ, and it was more about... the. the it was a Brain Age-style educational thing about getting a sense of rhythm. Yes. Um, and they kind of dropped that. Uh, it's weird, because like, I actually think... Pit, like including that in the pitch is like this is a game to teach you to do complex rhythm would help sell it to people because it it reads as like a fun like especially because wireware is like a bigger especially in the west is like a more popular franchise you go and it's like oh it's like wireware but like music and, and everyone's played rock band which has like the most generous timing windows you've ever seen and just fucking eat shit yeah <laughs> that's basically what happens <laughs> Um, I like I say this knowing that we're about to be a bunch of assholes because I grew up on like PS1 rhythm games and you you used to play drums. I play drums, so yeah. We just didn't have any trouble. <laughs> yeah, so it was just and then like they introduced uh, game zeros in Mega Mix, like like easier versions of all the games that you oh, have to play the, through. The before. dumbest baby shit in the entire world. I'm just like this is for children. This is for babies, and I'm like I there understand it's just, kind of an asshole. There needed to just be a button where you'd be like, I've played one of these before, and it just skips to the the, the second half of the game. So I can have the game, yeah. Yeah. Which is peak Nintendo 3DS design era of, we're going to make a bad, easy game that everyone has to play before they can play the real game. It's not even... The thing is... It's, it's not like, bad. We, I, I've watched plenty of fun videos of VTubers eating shit on easy games in, in Rhythm Heaven, right? Like yes. the, the monkey golf, the, the monkey watch. It's always a monkey making people's days worse. Um, but... Um, you know, having easy versions to get people eased in, I think is good. It's just been Nintendo, like logic. There's no, there's no like opting out of that being like, you know, I think I know a thing or two. So you're just superbing games for three hours while you're waiting for the, the show, game to show up that you like. There's no opting out of that, but I think worse, it's like, there's no development effort spent on expanding the, uh, the top end. I want like, after the game ends, I want five more hours of things at that level. Yes. I want, you want, I want you the, want, you want the uh, original Super Mario Brothers 2 of yes. Rhythm Heaven. Yes. Uh, but this, and this is the thing that like other Nintendo, like, you know, people say this about Mario games because they, you know, they go in and they put the coins in the levels and we're like, I don't want coins in the levels. Uh, fuck your optional difficulty. Make better levels. Uh, is I generally speaking. The coins in Mario levels are good. That's um, a good example of it, but you know what I mean. There are things yeah. like that. Uh, I think um, in a uh, in the New Super Mario Brothers game, the the coins are great. But I think in um, Odyssey, the rooms where they'll just have one coin and then one slightly harder, harder uh, not coin moon, one moon in the normal way, then one moon off the slightly harder. Well, that's because even even Odyssey's hardest challenges are kind of mid. Because I played Sunshine and Sunshine's right. great, <laughs> and I just spent the whole game going. Can I have can I have a Mario level, please? Can I have like a Mario level? Or it's like an obstacle course, and they give you there's one, like some medium difficulty challenge. ones at the end. Yeah, even the final challenge. I'm like, this is this is like, I guess it's hard, but like it's not like that difficult. It's not even like the difficulty. It's the um, I, I want I want something that's like more um, like intricate. Intricate is a better word. Than that's difficult. difficulty. Intricacy is difficulty. Intricacy is difficulty, but it's also length and it's also like flow. Uh, which I think are very applicable to both Mario and Rhythm Heaven. 
Yeah, that's true. Um, in that there are ways in which difficulty is introduced in the ways you play the earlier games. You can play them and go for really tight timings. You can go for perfects and everything. I Do, find that less Don't try to perfect rhythm have it. It's boring. It takes forever. It's like very frustrating because you'll just like miss something and your whole run will be ruined. Like sometimes they'll be like, oh, do you want to perfect this one? I'm like, I think I can manage that one. I'll go try it. But like half the time I just didn't even bother when they put up the, hey, it's perfect challenge time. No, I I'm got fine. several perfects in Rhythm Heaven, but I didn't go back and like try for perfect. Because you yes. can't, in every other Rhythm game, <laughs> if you get a perfect... You've got a perfect. Yeah. There is no... There's yes. no... Room Rhythm Heaven there. throws up limited time only. Can you perfect clear this level? And you're like, well, that one's what I don't want to do right now. So no, I'm not going to. And then you got to wait for it to come back around. Or you say, I've already perfected that. Uh, yeah. I, I can do that again. And then you can't. And yeah, you're like, then you fuck! <laughs> but that's just how it goes. Uh, but yes. So generally speaking, I think it's I think it's great. I think the mini games are mostly fantastic. Um, there's a few bad ones. But obviously, the bad ones are only two minutes long, right? Like it's they're all as long as the other ones that you get through. Um, the remixes are everyone's favorite bits. Everyone on Earth wants more remixes in all these games. They only give yeah. you a couple. Uh, uh, I, I assume they're hard to make, you know. But yeah, they should be more. There should be more. It's weird more. that there's not like a just like even if you just were like, you know, pay us twenty dollars and you get ten more remixes. I'd give them the twenty dollars for it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I would pay them so much. If there was a Rhythm Heaven released with the frequency of a Picross, I would be bankrupt by now, and it'd be great. Yeah. Um, that's just what I want from, from Nintendo, but they are not interested in giving this to me. Yeah. Um, but yes, generally speaking, I, I, I loved Rhythm Heaven so much. Yeah. Uh, um, Rhythm Heaven's weird, because like... Um... The first, the GBA game, I think, is genuinely incredible. The DS game, I think, has, like, some of the best games, but it's entirely stylus-driven, and when you're oh, tapping, so it's fine, but one of the major controls is, like, tap, it's, like, tap, tap and hold, and then, like, flick, and the flick is the most, like, hard-to-time thing in the entire world um, for a game that often wants very, like, tight timing windows. I think it genuinely disrupts being good at the video game. Yes. Um, and I know there are people who are like, I like the flick because it's expressive. We have an email about like the flick being good. Uh, neither of us are going to agree with you. Sorry. I think the flick fucking sucks. Played the entire game again. I'm like, man, I hate flicking. Uh, it just doesn't feel, it doesn't feel good. There's a slight delay on the touchscreen because it's a GBA touch, a DS touchscreen. Yeah. Uh, and it just doesn't um, come together in the way that I, I would like want for the tactile feeling of a rhythm game. Yep. Um, but because and my, it's like, my wrist hurts. <laughs> Specifically because it's the first one that hit in the West, a lot of, like, English audience people have a lot of nostalgia for it because, like, they didn't play the original, right? Yes, yes. And the original is infamously very hard to play on emulator. Um, you need, like, a very accurate emulator for it to not be a disaster. Um, and and you need, like, the, the perfect computer and monitor to not get too much delay where the window's fucked. Yeah. Um, I, so like, when I was playing, when I was playing, um, uh... Rhythm Heaven Fever. I was like, Mina no Rhythm Tengoku. That's not the name of the game in English. Um, uh, <laughs> everybody's Rhythm Heaven. It's good. It's a good title. Um, but um, when I was playing Fever, uh, I was playing a dolphin, and it was a fucking nightmare. Uh, not only was the timing window like really tight because of just being on a... I, I have a good modern... like I, I could figure it out, but also... Um, 
maybe it's my computer being a little long in the tooth, but whenever I'd load into a game for the first time, I just get massive slowdown. I just have to restart the game every time. So like all the like stuff, even though I'd set like compile all the shaders when I launch the game, I just need the game to like load the stage before I can play it again. <laughs> yes. Pain in the ass. Don't recommend it. Should have hacked my Wii U at this point. I don't know why I haven't done it. Because I never want to use my Wii U. I took it out for Game and Wario and I was like, I, man, why didn't fuck you, this uh, thing. I was going to be like, why didn't you play on the Wii U? You took it out for Game and Wario. I didn't. I'd done it before I took out my Wii U and I didn't think about it. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> it's, it's on the store. If, if you wanted to pay $20 rather than hack that thing, which I, I would not. recommend going the other way. But, you know, given everything. I don't think. I don't. <laughs> God, we'll talk about that later. We'll that I think second, we have an email yes. about it. <laughs> Good. Um. Let's Fuck. just let's just do let's do what has to be done. Let's uh what? what are the best rhythm games from Rhythm Heaven? Oh, we have questions about this. I was gonna talk about how uh the the story in Mega Man oh, is terrible right. and miserable. fucking disaster. Jesus so, Christ. So Warrior War Gold, I talk about Warrior Gold having kind of long cut scenes or whatever, but it's fine. And there's like a there's like a fake gotcha. Um, I mean, it is a gotcha in the game, but you, you get coins for doing stuff and then you spend the coins at a gotcha pawn machine to get like up unlocks, which is kind of, it's, uh, both DS and, uh, Twisted had this same mechanic. It's fine. It's fun. You get the goofy shit, little, little toys you collect. Um, and, uh, that's in gold. Uh, but Rhythm Heaven Mega Mix now has a framing story about a, a little dog man who fell from heaven. You have to get him back and like go through a bunch of que- each like stage is wrapped around someone who's like a guardian who wants to talk to you and like has a problem and you have to talk fucking endless. I'm just hitting a, I'm not reading any of the shit. It's miserable. Nobody cares. Cut scenes. And then like, you know, there's always been the cafe where you chill out and you get some tips or like how the game works or whatever, but that's been expanded into like, three different shops in a goat raising pachinko mini game and like four different currencies to unlock weird shit in the video game. And I'm like, why have you done this Nintendo? Just let me play the games. There's a bunch of games that you have to unlock, but you can't even use coins to buy them. You have to use, uh, orbs to buy them. Yes. The orbs you get from a multiplayer thing, which obviously nobody's fucking playing multiplayer, uh, rhythm Tengoku at this point. Uh, So you you can can get them one at a time in single player, even though they're like, one game for t- five to 15 balls the one that we got an email about one game that i really wanted to play and try out and it you know asking me if i had trouble with it i bet i'd be fine i've seen a video of the game i can do those rhythms it's pretty easy um and i just wanted to like check and see if that would be true uh i would need 10 orbs and i would mean i would need to play 30 as a minimum 30 like of those challenges because they're all three in a row games and you get yes. one ball for completing them. Yes, and I want like, I want to unlock Nightwalk because it's like one of my favorite things in a video game. It's and great. I love Nightwalk. I was like, okay, I'm going to do the challenges and no one say because it takes a while for them to even unlock because you have to get to the part where the real game starts, which takes more time than it should. Um, and so I did that, and then I w- I got one ball and I was like, oh no, I'm not doing this. I'm never unlocking this thing. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to pay coins to do the challenges. The yes. whole system's ridiculous. It's designed to push you into multiplayer, but like, I don't know what world they thought I was living in. <laughs> Where even in 2015, I would be able to, in real life, play multiplayer Rhythm Heaven with someone. I don't yeah. know if it has online or if it's just local. It's weird because it has all the framework of like, Nintendo Street Pass games, right? Like, yes. which I thought were fun. There is a Street back Pass when mechanic. Ev- yeah, back when everyone had a 3DS and you, I could regularly, like, I go to the store and I'd get a ping and like, I... I all the Street Pass games I finished, like every single one, the ones that were DLC, like I played all the way through them. I got every puzzle piece. I did it back in the day. Um, but like they put that in this game, which is like a game that most like 
it was already kind of niche. Not a lot of people are going to buy. Um, and didn't even it, get a like, physical locks, release in America. Yeah, locks progression behind like doing that stuff. Yes, it's it's terrible. I like why have they done this? Why even at least in the localization they should have like been like we need to change the, these numbers. Yes. At least make every single thing unlock for one orb, or change the thing, change the yeah. songs we bought for coins and not orbs. Something. Yeah, it's it's a shame because like uh, Mega Mix is absolutely the the one you want to play if you can only play one. Um, it's easiest to get a hold of. Um, it has the most it, games. It has the most games, easiest to get a hold of, uh, and it yeah, it's got the best mix. You know, it's got games from all all four games. It's got most of the best games from. Yeah. There are a few absences that are like oh, but generally speaking, it's got the games you want. Mm-hmm. Um. And it doesn't have like all the sequels, uh, which are like. But it's the still like versions. basically the, everything you want, you know. Yeah, it's got uh, most things you want. It's got Rhythm Rally and Rhythm Rally, uh, Cosmic Rhythm Rally. <laughs> all things you want. It's got uh, cheer reading. It's got That's cheer reading. Oh, fucking cheer reading! God, that one took me a while. Uh, <laughs> that was one I actually did struggle with briefly because there's one, there's one bit where I'm like, oh, it's hitting on the four, not the one. Okay, oh Jesus. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a secret. By the way, secrets are in heaven. Uh, just count. Count one to four, and then you'll figure it out. You'll figure out your problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is the thing is, like, you know, both of us have played instruments before. Um, yes. So being able to, like, count notes uh, helps a lot. As long as you can do that, you can you can play Rhythm Heaven. Do you know the most evil game for that? What? Uh, it's the Rocket game. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so so let me describe the Rocket game if you've not played it. But there there are... Uh, so it's in 4-4... Four, four, uh, and there are f- rockets that go off at different uh, like countdown numbers. There's one that there's one that counts down three, uh, and it goes like three, two, one. You go on the zero, so it's on the four. So it's three, two, one, zero. The other numbers are there's one that counts one, one that counts five, and one that counts seven. Those all have the same timing, and they go on the three. The only one that does not go on the three is the three rockets, and it's designed where it's probably kind of normal for people who don't like who've just got into rhythm heaven through like you know if you know anything about music it's evil it trips you up this is so cruel the three is the only one that doesn't go on the three what the fuck yeah uh it's very funny uh so that one that one was rude Um, yes because it's like um you know watch a lot of like vtubers play this and the thing that you find is like people just doing like like uh, like mnemonic tricks, like saying words to like get the timing down instead of just counting rhythms. It's very funny watching people like try to work around not knowing how music works. <laughs> I simply count one, two, three, four, or perhaps yes. one and two and three and four if it's a slightly faster yes. paced one. Um, well, yeah, eventually, like trying to like w- one of the hardest ones for me was uh, lockstep, which uh, was on the DS, and then and it's a game where like you hit on just the beat. But then every couple measures, it would switch to hitting on the offbeat. And I just had a hard time with my brain adjusting to moving to offbeat. If you ask me to hit offbeat, I can hit offbeat. If you ask me to hit main beat, I can hit main beat. But if you ask me to do both and switch back and forth rapidly, my brain over, like melted down. And I just eventually like started having to count like basically all eight counts, like one and two and three and four, and just do it like that to make it work. But then like I did that, moved on, played some other things, finally got past it. When I run into it in uh, Mega Mix, just like superbed it first try. Like it just like burned into my brain. Like you just internalize how the rhythm works, and that's the best feeling. You're like, oh right, like my body knows even if my brain doesn't. Yes, uh, it's it's that's like the peak of rhythm heaven is when you get to that moment. Yes, um, and that's why I like some of the some of the remixes so much because um, you you get to games that you don't remember. Yeah, 
uh, but you can still do them. Yes. Um, you, you just feel them, and it's, like, so good. Yeah. I always like when the game, uh, I mean, Lockstep does this, uh, Spaceball does this, when the game obscures your vision from the playfield because you don't need it. Yeah. I mean, there are genuinely times where the answer it's like fucking star wars like the way to you know you close your eyes and you close your eyes listen to the game yes feel the um, feel the rhythm i mean there are multiple games where like you, you I mean, see people gen- looking for genuinely help. genuinely there there's never i don't think there's a single game where you have to watch it oh uh, there's play. one i think there's one um, other than like the quiz game which is not a very good game so i th- uh unless there is a slight audio cue i'm fairly sure in the very very final like hard remix of the karate game you have the blue and yellow lights and you have to see if oh blue and yellow. yeah you're right i there um, might be an audio difference when you hit the things but i, I didn't yeah, i didn't quite one. tell it in that in the yeah. i only played that one once and i, yeah. I got to see perfect try yeah, yeah. Uh, but i i did need the blue and yellow lights to like yeah. know whether i was going to be you know th- there's two specific yes. new moves they enter that have yeah. an actual visual symbol mm-hmm and I, that, I bet that they're might probably be it. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, everything else you can do with your eyes closed. Yeah. Um, which is which is great. <laughs> yes. Because uh, it leads to situations where I'm like, <laughs> so like I I I'm in, I'm in the thing, and then someone texts me, and I have to check my text, but I I keep the rhythm up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you just feel so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. It's just like a special game. Like it's weird because, like, I like I said, I, I like I I'm, on some level I like the style of WarioWare more just because it's it's the thing it is. But uh, Rhythm Heaven is cool, and like the first game, as you said, is like a little more disparate, but it very pull it pulls it into like this very like pop art like aesthetic that is always very fun mm-hmm. um, and light um, and good. Like you know, like th- there's a reason like just certain games like like the Wrestler Interview um, or the Birds become like aesthetic or uh the tap dancing monkeys and the one girl are like big like aesthetic signposts for rhythm heaven because they're good they're good yeah they just they just look good yeah um yeah i think i didn't think of me that i like the most at rhythm heaven um like obviously it's just playing the rhythm game on some level i, I don't mean to say i like this more but i think if it was to make like a thematic argument in the way that uh, warrior wear is about uh like the joy of simple actions uh, and not letting any one action like have more meaning than the other. Uh, all things mean things in like uh, combined, you know, it's different mini games that uh, mean more together than alone, even though they don't connect, something like that. Uh, whereas Rhythm Heaven, I feel like um, at its best, in so many mini games, there's some where it doesn't go so well, some, some which are about like performance. Um, but there's just as many mini games. One of the like central themes is that it's like if you are playing the mini game right, you can't tell who you are on the screen, um, and they put you on the screen so you know you can tell which one you're yes. looking at for your symbol. But like in uh, one of my favorite games is um uh, the flock one, yeah, uh, and in that there's like a huge flock of uh, birds, and if you're marching correctly, you you, you don't exist. Yes. Um, and that's like no rhythm game can express what like playing the drums feels like in the way that that can because when you play the drums if you're playing the drums in the best way which is you know with people and this is why i don't play the drums so much anymore because i can play them on my own i've got electric kit i could you know put a backing track it's not the same as like this is is as like someone who played like in an orchestra like in high school like that's what this felt like also like you have multiple people playing the same part at your best you are all in lockstep and individuals become indistinguishable at that point 
like when I'm playing the drums, like I am not playing the guitar, right? Obviously, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't feel like oh, someone is playing the guitar on top of me. Like we are all in a it, it, the playing music is the most I feel like is easy for an individual in our world to understand what it is like be in a hole, uh, just all doing one thing. It's great, and this is the only game that can actually capture that feeling of music. Uh, yeah. Because it's designed in this way, and I think those rhythm games uh, are fantastic. I love them so much. Uh, that uh, that bird one is is genuinely amazing because it's got that premise, but it also like sometimes there's a flock with you, sometimes it's just four. There's that one bit where it goes in through the eyes and then comes back out. Uh, it's great. That's one of my favorite games in yes. the whole thing. <laughs> yep. Um, it's weird because like I think like a lot of the like vocal tracks is are the ones I like because I just like a good song. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I really like the wrestler interview. Obviously, that's like everyone's favorite for reasons. Very funny and good. Um, but like on some level, like the f- I think my favorite one is just fucking Spaceball. Like one of the first games in the first Rhythm Heaven. Um, that's just this machine throws baseballs at you and you hit them and the camera like zooms in and out as you do that in a rhythm and to the song and it get that's one where it, it pulls out enough where you can't see what you're doing it pu- pushes in far enough where you can't see what you're doing there's like jokes where when the the baseball player's head is obscured it, what he like the head is will change and that's like the the joke part um and it's just, it's just like everything that's good about rhythm having the franchise in a single game and it's just hitting hitting the balls over and over again. It's like very straightforward. Yeah. Well, there's only two inputs, right? There's like you yeah. hit them two and the four, or you hit yes. them three if there's a delayed one. Yes. Um, and that's it. That's the whole game, and it just like within less than two minutes, uh, goes through different aesthetic spaces. Yes. Um, of how it presents that, there's multiple yeah. gags in there. Uh, yes. It explores the entire possibility space. Yes. Uh, there is no like, there's no room left on the table after those two minutes. It does everything it could possibly do, and then it moves on. It's, it is like the platonic ideal of a rhythm heavy yes. game. It's funny because the, there's that other baseball one that's about like the baseball going through the curtain. It's so much less good <laughs> than Spaceball. Oh, that one's still good. It's, one, yeah, but it's not Spaceball. It's not Spaceball because that one's more about like there's a, there's a curtain and then the thing comes out. Of, it, 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 Eventually, you realize, oh, this is coming out on the on the one. Like it, yeah. it's five beats. It's not most rhythm heaven games. Uh, anything like delayed like that is on the four, mm-hmm. uh, and this one's on the one. Uh, and so that you, once you realize that, it's very easy. But that one's more about like the uh, escalation of visual gags. Yes, because uh, the input's identical every single time. Yeah. Um. One of my and then I uh, like. One of my favorites, it's not even about the rhythm game itself, because the rhythm game is super easy, but I just think it's really funny, is the translation one. <laughs> the <laughs> the specific one. cutaway to the control room, both in the human one and the alien one, is so fucking funny to me. <laughs> I watched a review of the new WarioWare, uh, and I was like, that's the fucking guys from the translation thing! Yes. Have they put that in WarioWare now? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of like weird crossover stuff that happens, because there's one... Um, like a uh, young cricket's master, there's one where he's eating the um, the one where you slap the wrist and eat the eat the dumplings. Oh, that one's great as well. I love yeah. the, the timing on that one. That one's great. Yeah, because it's the same team. Like, there's a lot of crossover in those. Well, I don't know what the teams. Are, I know, like, ri- well, yeah, yeah but they like all, the same, they all got... they're coming out of the same house, right? Yes, but I mean, Nintendo SPD shut down and right after it had uh, Megamix, right? Uh, yeah. So uh, I don't know what they are doing in like. I don't know how those teams got reorganized. No one knows. Nintendo's a big black box. What happened in as the all the they got merged into like ESPD or whatever the new versions. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no one knows what's going on, but they're still making WarioWare, so maybe there's a chance one day you could get a new Rhythm Heaven. There's no chance. It's not happening. No. They don't. Uh, people love to point out that like 
um, they got actual real life Beyonce to advertise Rhythm Heaven. They wanted it to be a fucking brain age level success. It was not. It sold a couple mm. million. That yeah. is not Nintendo mega hit levels. Yeah. And that's because the game's hard and weird, right? Like, yes, the, there's there's a type of rhythm game that took off in in the West, and it, it was and it, like I love. Don't get me wrong, fucking love some rock band. I'm not here to talk shit about rock band, but it yeah, was I much more about expressing playing songs you already know, like playing licensed music, um, in like a party atmosphere. And rhythm heavens for weirdos who just want to hit a beat real well. Yeah, and you know, there's a lot of like uh, superiority among um, like Japanese. Uh, rhythm game fans that is fans of japanese rhythm games not japanese rhythm game fans yes uh, uh, specifically. oh you mean the oh, osu community i mean the fucking osu guys <laughs> who are like oh rock band clone hero this is baby shit for babies the timing windows is large as the grand canyon let me just fucking play it in my sleep uh these guys we are not those guys we we love all the rhythm games just yeah <laughs> and now they're I all dead rhythm so. game. like, like I, I enjoyed these games like I, you know i play yes. miku relatively frequently i'm not like the world's best rhythm game player i'm old now i can't hit things as fast as i used to be able to um but uh, i enjoy hard ones and easy ones because it's fun to just play games where you hit a button on the beat doesn't matter what the game is or what the button looks like if it's a taiko drum if it's a fake guitar if it's just a playstation controller i just like rhythm games i just like playing them and they don't make them enough yeah honestly that's that's just not true because like there's a lot of good rhythm games out there now like taiko's coming over all the time basically every miku gets put out and like the packages are so big that you don't really need new ones all the time um there's there's a bunch of like mobile games that ended up on switch or just good mobile games like i liked uh d4 dj and i liked love live um the new love live not really to my taste but original love live is really good and the bang dream people like bang dream like there's a okay uh, even like uh like vose and demo like there's uh you know muse i tried them yeah i've tried i've tried vose and uh one of them i think it was vose or maybe it was Demo. well i tried one of them i don't remember which one uh, whatever yeah. the earlier one was there are a lot of rhythm games now and they're but all like, I, like scratch slightly different itches but they're all kind of cool um i played love live and i was like this is fine but i hate obviously how much of this is dictated by a fucking nightmare gacha uh <laughs> and i'm never gonna touch one of those they're they're criminal i hate them i cannot be expected oh, to enjoy i, pr- a I probably game. put like 40 hours into love live um played a lot of live <laughs> uh the like the ability to get score being um the like deciding metric on how well you're doing being uh, managed by your characters which are from yes. the gacha is yep. like it kills the, you have killed the video game you may as well have made nothing you've, you've i just want to play the song i don't really i just don't pay attention to the score on that level you know it changes how fast you unlock score. i played it for long enough i gave it a shot i played some sunny day song don't don't worry uh but uh i just think it like putting a rhythm game into that framework or any game into that framework is just like it kills the game you may as well have made a game it's how i feel uh, it's how i feel about everything groove coaster and muse dash like you know i need to play more groove coaster or uh, which what no groove coaster i guess muse dash the one the the vtuber one with the two lane that everyone's always playing is that muse dash that's muse dash muse dash is really good you want to play that on a fucking keyboard I do. I do want to play it on a keyboard. I upgraded my keyboard to get better at Muse Dash, and it worked. I got much better at Muse Dash. So I don't know what um, switches I have. If I take off my um, keys, will I be able to see? Uh, it kind of depends on what brand you have. These are just pure black, so no. Yeah, I mean, you could just look at the keyboard you bought. Uh, 
Let's take a look at the keyboard I bought briefly to see what my keys are. Yes, I have uh, I have red switches in my keyboard. I had blues in a much cheaper keyboard. Uh, they were I don't think they were actually cherry blues. Uh, and I upgraded this keyboard, which has cherry reds in them. And my my times just got better. I have cherry MX brown switches. Oh, you're probably fine. Okay. Because uh, I didn't build this, I just have brown it. or linear, right? I'm not like the most. Mm. I'm not the world's most. Uh, I tried not to around the hole. In 2018, when I bought this keyboard, I googled good keyboards, like decent, affordable mechanical keyboards, and I, this one came up and I bought it. I didn't look in further than that. It's very clicky. I like that it's clicky. Okay. Um, the browns are tactile. They're not super loud. Okay, yeah. The, the blues are the super clicky ones, and I just found a hard time with those, but browns will be fine. Okay, I'll play some Dash then, because... Uh... This was also back when I was writing my sound through a uh, voice meter. I had to take that out because I couldn't play rhythm games with it. No, I was getting you, weird audio you, delays. You, that's the problem with voice meter. You're running audio through like a virtual system. Yes. Society, if Windows had a proper fucking sound hole, like, you know, this stuff should just be in Windows. It's not. Windows runs like garbage. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway, we are getting down a hold. Do you have any other things or should we just go to questions? I just, I think the... Um, both of these games that we I'm sure we'll get into this in questions, but both of these games are fantastic. Uh they're both dead now. I guess they're still making Rhythm Heaven uh making a WarioWare. Um I mean but, it was a couple years ago and it was a weird thing, so I don't know about that, but WarioWare was one year ago. It was like last was September. It? Okay. <laughs> Less than six months out from a WarioWare game being released. Look. But whether or not the games come out, Nintendo is dead. Or not the old Nintendo is dead. Uh even playing Mega Mix is like this. This is in a different shell. The the thing I love has gone. Uh, the spark is gone. The game is still good. The people making the game are still making incredible rhythm games. It's not like the new content's not just as you know. Like um, there's a uh, Lumbear Jack, which is just as good as any other of the Rhythm Heaven games. It's the one of the best Rhythm Heaven games, and it's a yeah. new one they did. So it's not like they lost their touch. Just like the direction of the corporate shell of Nintendo uh, just has changed aesthetically. Uh, how games are presented. I took a look at the Warrior game, and it has the same fucking like, um, just the you know, um, semi-transparent A and B button ways it presents the uh, information for controls on the screen that Mario Odyssey and Zelda do. And I just see the hell that is modern corporate Nintendo design on the screen. Even though it probably doesn't affect the video game, I'm like, ah, oh, something's changed. 3DS stores going down. Yes.
if you'd like to send us questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. We have a lot of them, so I'm going to try to go through them relatively quickly. Adam writes in, what games have your favorite and least favorite difficulty setting names? Names? I don't, I don't know. really. So here's the thing. I don't. I think I know that people find it very discouraging when like, oh, easy modes, like, oh, you're a weak little baby. I just don't care. They shouldn't do it because it bothers people. I think it sucks. Um, I hate when they're like, normal's not the default difficulty. If you really have played these games before, you should be playing on hard. I'm like, just make your game better. Um, Hang on, it's every time and it's better on normal. I believe this in my heart. Yeah. Um, I think that's my, do you have any other take or should we go on? No, I don't have a good, I don't have a good answer. I'm sorry. I don't have a good, I don't pay attention to difficulty names. Like I know critical mode is critical mode, but I would generally just say I played it on hard for whatever fucking stupid name has been given to the game. Uh, Gary writes in, when you start up Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, it begins in the real world, it teaches you all the movement and attack mechanics with a snowball fight. Uh, I always love this tutorial fight. Um, have you ever played a game where you want to see the tutorial's fake theme expand into a real game? How would, how would one extrapolate, sneak up, and press X to kiss your wife into a full game? Poorly. They, if they, imagine if they made that, the like sneak up and kiss your wife full game. I think imagine Twitter. Imagine Twitter when that game comes out. <laughs> that's true that's fair the uh, tactics advanced snowball fight is very cool i have played enough to see that even though i don't really play tactics games um i don't i know the like the fake tutorial uh you know uh framing device is a popular thing but i can't think of a good one for this answer sorry i don't i don't i don't know when i think of like my favorite tutorials i don't think of fake theming i think of like bayonetta on the falling clock tower which is just they give you the game Yes, you can't lose in this instance so just kind of fuck around and find out because that that's so distinct like i remember that one but that's that's a rare thing and when i think of like the fake theming i think of like oh like the the what's it called struggle in kingdom hearts 2 the stupid game nobody likes <laughs> yes struggle i like struggle i'd play you know what i'd play a whole struggle game fuck you yeah you fucking would wouldn't you <laughs> yeah i would what if you, the thing is there's like further struggle fights in that game but they're all made for the tutorial so they haven't expanded on the like positioning mechanic as like yes i'd play a full struggle game right this second i'd make it fuck you <laughs> miserable gavin writes in what are your opinions on mobile games scenes uh just talking about mobile games kind of being like difficult to engage with because of uh monetization mechanics are there any that you would recommend asked about uh world flipper for me specifically uh was the gotcha exhausting i thought the world flipper gotcha part was actually relatively light i mean it was like it's a gotcha you know you have your opinions about gotcha um i thought it was very approachable it gave gave me enough stuff to constantly be getting guys they felt like i was making progress a lot of it's gaining doing quests to gain material to like build stuff because it's like kind of the same way like i play a little bit of grand blue kind of like grand blue does um that's a popular gotcha for a reason it's very well designed you could not put money in it and do pretty well um um but i you know i just I've, I, like i know my time with gotchas are like i have about 10 hours and then i'm out and i played the story of world flipper as much as there was the first event came out and i did that and then i fell off in between that and the second event and that was it i did i consider that a success so <laughs> i had a good time while i was playing it um mm-hmm. that was me with um genshin i played like 40 hours of genshin um put a little money in it but nothing crazy and uh played up to basically where the story was i was about to finish the story that existed at the time this is when it was relatively new um but it, the leveling curve curve slowed way down and i was just about the point where my world tendency i don't remember what it's called like the world level would go up and the game would be coming brutally difficult and i just bounced off i'm like i don't have any time for this no thanks too much grinding now um and i had a great time 
uh yeah i just i, I mean i can't i cannot play anything with gacha i'm like hard lying on that uh i think it's the death of video games um i have in the past tried and i, ju- I just can't i just like i see the like if i was to play genshin i would see the my abilities to engage with the mechanics are tied to a gambling trap uh and i just it just my mind breaks i can't i can't do it um so that's like a lot of mobile games out but that's not all of them I think playing WarioWare is really interesting and like Fruit Ninja's in WarioWare uh, and then you get mobile games out of WarioWare but then like those are all also dead now. Like the the era of mobile games where they're designed around like super simple mechanical one press modes uh, then but those got turned into like their own like chains of monetization which is now a decade out of date based yeah. on what the new things are doing. Like, you know... Um, WarioWare goes to Fruit Ninja, goes to Jetpack Joyride, right? There's a line there. Yeah. Um, and from there, you get to, like, Crash Royale and... Uh, yeah. Uh, but I do like that uh, early era of mobile games. I played a lot of Jetpack Joyride. Um, yeah, I just am... Uh, like, I'm opposed to gambling just generally as a person, but I'm not really personally susceptible to it. Maybe it's because I have, like, family members who gambling addicts. Just The mind tricks don't work on me. Um but I'll play a gacha, and sometimes I'll put money into it, sometimes I won't. There's definitely, like, I played Grand Blue for a while, didn't put a single dime into it, had a pretty good time. Um, I play, you know, I on and off play Apex. I probably put, like, $200 into Apex, but I feel like I'm all right with that. I have the money, and I got the stuff I wanted. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it's not the susceptibility to gambling that does it for me. Uh, it is the, like, I need the game, I need the system. If I'm engaging with a system that's about putting numbers up, I need that to be a closed loop. It has to be closed. Otherwise, I can't, like... Yeah. engage with the system like if an rpg it's the same reason i can't like start cheat editing an rpg because then i can't play it anymore right like you've opened up the system the system ceases to exist i um i agree with you in theory i just don't feel it as strongly as you so yeah, sometimes i just will enjoy the thing anyway even though it's an imperfect object because all objects are imperfect i just mean that uh, there's my hard moral line on the gambling thing but then there's also a mental block about like i have to have the system be closed and those are kind of two separate things yeah for me yeah, I'll enjoy. Like the thing with Gotcha is, I'm never gonna. I know I'm never gonna stay on it forever. I can't collect everything; it's not possible. But I don't play. I don't finish most of the games I play anyway. So now that I'm like just okay with that, that I don't care if if a game ends up being like one of those or like I'm never gonna. Pl- I'm never gonna finish fucking Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm definitely wouldn't 100 percent it if I did. It's not any different than when I play Genshin. Played Genshin, fell off it. It's fine. Played Breath of mm-hmm. Wild. Never finished Breath of Wild. Played like 150 hours. Have never actually gone and beat Ganon because um, I didn't care to. So it's fine. Same thing. Same experience for me. <laughs> yep. Um, but mobile games you'd recommend? Uh, Device Six uh, and the Room games uh, are mine. Yeah, uh, I liked. I love the Room games. Room games are fantastic. I always forget those uh, mobile games because that's so fucking good. Um, and the ones uh, I tend King to play. King of the Dragon Pass. Play King of Dragon Pass. <laughs> Fuck yeah, play King of Dragon Pass. Play um, play eighty days. Eighty days is really good. Uh, there's um, uh, yes, there's a basketball game just called Basketball. Um, that I I don't remember what company did it. It is it is the most warrior aware uh, mobile games have been. This is an old one from like 2014 or something. Just like so you flick it won't a thing. Play now, so no one can play. It. No, no, it totally plays. It plays fine. Okay. I I've played it recently on my new phone. I checked that it worked, and like that's the the kind of mobile game I still play. Like you say, these are old games, and you're correct. But I still, when I'm loading up my phone, will play this like flick a basketball into a thing and see how many you can get before you miss type game i just know i I'm most... totally i have no interest in those style games anymore so i mean those are just like peak we made a warrior mini game that you just play over and over again yep yeah i uh not here for it like i got i was really into um jetpack joyride and um what was the 
Temple Run. I played a bunch of Temple, Temple Run, Run yeah. but then like the way in which those were monetized slightly changed and I fell off of them and I never <laughs> went back. <laughs> That happens in all these games. They all yep. like because there was the era where I was could put up with it, where I could buy the uh, one one time point stubbler. Yes, and then that was it, <coughs> and that was it, and then it was just fine. The whole game was yeah. fine. I didn't have ads. It was great. Yep. Um, uh, you should play the New York Times crossword. <laughs> I play the New York Times crossword. I guess that's the equivalent now. It's five dollars a month, but it's very good. <laughs> play with friends. That's my suggestion. Um, this I like. I like the Sudoku apps that uh, Crack the Cryptic put out. I have those. Mess with those every once in a while. That's the, the thing is those kind of puzzles took this place of phone games for me. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Um. Anyway, next question. Uh, uh multi-platform games you associate with a certain console. This is from Modern. Anything? Most of mine are like 360 games, era games. I associate with 360, but that's it. I mean, yeah, like Assassin's Creed 2 is a 360 game. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of games I associate with the Xbox and no one else does just because I had an Xbox as a kid. Spider-Man 2, that's an Xbox game. Everything or Nothing, yes. that's an Xbox game. Yes. Uh, but I, I don't really... like. There's those, right, which is the easy, I had that platform, but um, yeah. and there's the 360 of everything was on a 360, but I don't think like for more modern stuff there's anything in that direction. I don't... I, Generally, not really. Uh, Autumn writes in, playing through Grim Fandango, listening to a bunch of old episodes. I hit the Mist episode, and in that, Jackson talks about having a lot of friction with Mist because he felt like the puzzles were really difficult, and it was very challenging to make any progress. I enjoyed a few adventure games now, but I have a lot of similar feelings. Never know how to move forward without looking for outside help. My question is, how does one get past this and just enjoy the style of game? In your experience, has helped just be very patient with being lost, being willing to use a guide and not feel bad about it. Mix the two. Do you just get better at this as you play more? All of these are true. Everyone the answer is all of these. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, this is the thing about Mist specifically, that the way you described Mist as a phenomenon to me is not how I think of Mist as a game. That is, Mist was a thing you just, like, poked at for a summer. And yeah. you, you got a bit of progress a day. And that was your, your reward. And yeah. I'm trying to complete it in, like, three hours. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as someone who played, like, I didn't grow up with adventure games, just totally foreign to me. I, you know, I played games on consoles, was unaware of it as a genre, basically, for most of my life, and got into adventure games. Um, the, the thing with that is just like, start with easier ones. Don't be afraid to look stuff up. Um, I, talk your logic through. Like, a lot of times you're like, okay, I need to do X. The, the items I have on me are like one through three. Do any of these apply to any of the part of my situation? No. Could I combine them to be part of my situation? No. Do, what would I do if I was in the situation and like just try to think through it? Cause like someone made this puzzle. Like, you know, they made it to be logical, to be a thing you can tease out. So, um, oftentimes literally just stopping and literally vocalizing your puzzle. That's why I like to do le like, if I still had the energy and time to do Let's Plays, I would Let's Play a bunch of adventure games, because it's fun to just talk through the logic of solving them. Um, you get better at adventure games on Let's Play. That's just a fact. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you can't do that, often for, like, especially older adventure games, you can find guides written by adventure game fans that, like, start with giving you hints instead of just straight up, here's what you do to solve the puzzle. Um, Every adventure game should have the room... Yes. Uh, mechanic where after you're stuck for a long enough period of time you get three stages of hints yeah the eventually um, a lot of, a lot of adventure from... games do have this like communities yes. have done this work so 
That's what I remember. And I mean, like, this guide comes out of, like, a format of guides that was just, like, the norm when you called adventure game helplines. Uh, yeah. Like, this is, like, a long-time thing. But yes, the, the, that's generally the, the best way for hints to go. Uh, Miles writes in, uh, Miles is the person who is like, the flick is good. I'm sorry, Miles, but no, disagree. <laughs> Absolutely not. Not in a million years. Sorry. Um, I also think the five stages where the towers begin in earnest are too long. Uh, and generally takes long, too long to accomplish. Um, I agree. That's true. Um, Miles said fever is the one I had the best time with. I would say... Uh, I mean, I would ultimately, I'd say Mega Mix is like my favorite one because has the most games in it. But original GBA is the one that I would recommend people play if they can. It's also the hardest one to play at this point. So yeah, you have to have a GBA. Yeah. Um. um finally, I think the Captain of the Bluebirds is great. Who else stood out in this iconic, huge cast to you? Uh, the guy that goes one flipper roll. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I love the guy. I like the bear, the sad bear who just wants to eat. Uh, that's me. That's me. That's you. I did. I did. I know my screenshot of that. I sent it to you. Yeah. Uh, but then, then they're like that. That bear's girlfriend is called Bearbra, but like it's spelled Bear Barra, and I'm like, you can't. I understand the joke you you have intended to make here, but you have made the character Bear Barra, uh, which you can't do. Nintendo, someone call them <laughs> up and let them know. Yep. Um, Anna writes in with a link to the uh, various language editions of uh, That's Paradise, the credit song for Rhythm Heaven DS. Um, it is worth looking at the, like, especially the Japanese and English differences of all the vocal tracks, because there's like, a, you know, they had to change them up. Um, there's a, like, there's a lot of music in this episode, um, and some of them are Japanese and some of them are English, uh, kind of based on my whim, because I put the music together. <laughs> um, um, but it's worth worth experiencing both. I rec- highly recommend it. Uh, yes. Uh, the music's mostly, I think the, the localization is mostly fantastic in these. Um, Mega Mix, like, they have to replace some vocal tracks with MIDI because they've given up uh, by that point. Uh, they're not, <laughs> you know... Uh, but like the the fever games have fantastic localization. My specific, my um, major complaint, like literally the foundation of my problem with uh, Rhythm Heaven versus Rhythm Tengoku, is the fucking pop, uh, or what is it, like the idol game the, the, with the monkeys and the girls singing. The girl uh, that got I to suppose. do the English version is fucking miserable. That's the worst of the vocal tracks in the English version. <laughs> hey you, this is my song for you. The lyrics yeah, are bad that's right. and the singing is bad. Yes. And a bottom of the thigh, I suppose. I suppose. Oh, I suppose. I suppose. Hey! <laughs> that will never line up. It lined up perfectly on here, but I bet when we do this, it won't be. <laughs> no, no, not a million years. God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> it's the worst part. Can't do musical bits on a podcast that's on VoIP, unfortunately. So tragic. Scarlet writes in I always viewed WarioWare series first and foremost, sort of tech demo of Nintendo's latest gimmicks. Uh, they're fun in spite of that, but, uh, you know, just seemed like the way they were built. Uh, but I never played the first ones. Do you feel that it served a similar purpose in the portability of the GBA? Or is it more feel like something that was built out of genuine enthusiasm? I don't think that Wario... W- this is the weird, because, like, Game & Wario is a tech demo. But I think before that, they aren't that. Specifically because those tech demos were already existing and being made by Nintendo. Like, Wii Sports exists. Mario 64 DS exists. They were doing that work. Um... I do feel like Game & Wario felt like, well, we did uh, Nintendo Land. Nobody gave a shit. Let's do Nintendo Land 2, but now it's WarioWare. And you're like, oh, this is fucking miserable. Nobody wants this. I think the actual answer is that, like, I will never, I will never understand 
what's going on inside Nintendo's like priorities <laughs> of what they want to do. Like, because this is a lot of Nintendo games where they make a game and you're like, I'd love to see them go further with that. And instead they just change the control mechanic or they put a new gimmick in it. Like, everyone on Earth wants to see a new Mario Odyssey that's about the, the like cap mechanics in actual obstacle courses. That is what everyone wants for the next Mario game. Nintendo won't make that. They are never interested in like developing the mechanical ideas. It's always about expanding like the possibilities of the input space, usually. Um, and it's just the, like you know, I don't get it. It's just not how I approach games. Um, but I just accept it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Evan writes in thought I was good at rhythm heaven, but the challenges have absolutely destroyed me in the 30s game. Did you manage to get very far in the challenges? Uh, is there anything else like a difficulty jump between the rest of the game and the challenges? I don't. I didn't really do any of the challenge stuff. So. I did a couple. I, I that first coin challenge on the hard mode. It's fucking tough. Yeah, because uh, you got to get like fifteen in a row and not miss a single one. Um, yeah, I mean, I I did like anytime I ran into the gatekeepers, I just paid for I paid the most coins for the easiest one to move on because that's not a that's not a music game. I'm not interested. Fuck out. I I did the medium ones for most of the challenges, but I didn't always do the hard mode. It's some of them on hard. I mean, yeah, the challenges are kind of if if you've been like superbing everything and go, oh, I'll just do the hard challenge. You, it is absolutely a brick wall. Uh, yeah. But it, they don't really communicate that the challenges are kind of meaningless. Yeah. Because um, of the story, they just. Sh- what if? And I don't mean to shock you here, but there was like a menu, and you lined the icons up vertically, and at the top there was a remix. Yeah. Uh, Evan also says the particular mini game where you feed the goat turnips is incredible. I think it would have been a great street pass game. I agree. Yes. Uh, Nick writes in, what's your favorite micro game theme? Nintendo's obvious. You can't pick Nintendo. God damn it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's, I don't think I have one. I think I like individually enjoy a lot of the theme, like the, the games. Every theme um, has a bunch of standout games. My, whatever the, what it, like, it's like, I guess it's like in Mona's in the original, but like the crying girl, um, I love the crying girl. Sniffing the snot is to me the per. That's the that's the warrior game. That is the because like, it's like elaborate. Like the art's elaborate. It's like yes. a very specific style, but it's yes. also like a goofy parody that undercuts. Uh, yes, it's like because it's like oh we've got this uh, you know um, old nineties anime girl, but she's got a big snot from her yes. tears. So you, it's, it's like yes, yeah. absolutely. All of warrior is contained in that one game. Yeah. Like when it's like kind of mundane, like pop culture stuff, but is weird. That's, that's my favorite. Uh, though I do like, and this kind of falls out of Warrior. It's like mostly in the first game. Whenever it's like little stick figure guys doing sports stuff, like it's in a, like an, uh, in television game, I eat that shit up. <laughs> yes. Um, Santo writes in, if you had to make a five to 10 second micro game, what would it be? And would it involve a jump button? Ooh, would it involve a jump button? This is so, this is like the fucking um, master challenge of game design. Anyone can design, and obviously not a good one, but I could, if without having made a video game, could write out for you what I would think to be a pretty good RPG system, right? It's kind of complicated, has some ideas. I could do that. If you ask me to do that, I could do that. To design a WarioWare game in less than five seconds is like that is the true Zen master principle of game design to me. I can't I think, do that. I, I think I would just have one of the button mashers, but like stage stage one is like oh, like setting fire to Pokemon cards. Stage two is like opening up every sealed vintage copy of NES games, and stage three is building my throne out of backwards compatible PS3s. <laughs> 
I ha- I ha- I okay. I have an evil one. I have. I think I have it. I think it's the high five game. Yeah. Uh, the first one's just press A to high five, and then you have to do another one where it's high five, and then they like too low you. Then you have to press the down button to go too low. Does that? I think that exists. There's they like, do that? I haven't there's that like game. there's like there's like one where Mario and Wario are coming in to shake hands, and as the thing goes up, you'll get like high five, low five. But it's about like bringing hands together to do a handshake. I specifically mean like it's press A to high five, but yeah. then the game like fucks with you, and yes, then you have to get yes. down. Yes. No, um, I know. I, something like this exists. Okay. I mean, yes, it's not like a. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think that's like a unique thing, but I you asked me to think of one. That's where my mind goes. Yes. Uh, so he writes in. Uh, uh, this uh, playing these made me think about replaying Patapon, which is basically Monster Hunter but a rhythm game. What other games would you like to see improved by making them about pressing buttons and time with music? Um, it's weird. Like I played Crypt of the Nectar Dancer, thinking, "Oh, I'm gonna have a good time with that," but it, my brain was like, "Oh, this is difficult." That's also <laughs> that's also not about like playing songs, is the thing. Yes, because the beat just goes right. Like I like Crypt of the Nectar. I didn't get super far in it, but that's just like. You rack up the combo, but then once you break the combo, you just stop and wait a second and start over again. And it's not about like, it's not like performing the stage in the same way. Um, the thing that this made me think, uh, that I would really want. Um, so if you want like a platform like this, Harmonite exists, a 3DS game. Uh, it was like an eShop game, uh, made by Game Freak, I think. I think Game Freak did Harmonite and it's pretty good. Um, I, I would love a shmup where everything is like quantized to the music. That has to exist. There's that no exist. way that yes. doesn't exist. But like, there's, a, there's that one game where like the, the the it's like the call and response where all the like asteroids show up and you shoot them, and it's just sick. It's just very cool. Yes. Uh, there's that well, one like uh, first person shooter that's um, a rhythm game, but it's uh, tragically also a roguelike. Yes. Um, which is you know. I'm not as anti-roguelike as people uh, may believe about me, but I am anti-roguelike in the case of a rhythm game first-person shooter, two of which are the most level-designed games you can make. Yes. Uh, I'd still like to try it. I bet the idea of, like, shooting in time with a beat is cool. Um, But there you go. I googled shmup and uh, rhythm game. We have a game called Noisy. I played that. It's not what I want. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, Gary writes in, with the eShops closing down, a lot of people talking about them and their games and hacking platforms, whatever. What games from either console do you think more people should be aware of? Not necessarily favorite, but ones you don't want to be forgotten. Uh, Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I know everyone kind of joked about it, but I feel like nobody played it. It's actually really good. I don't know how it works if you just get a CIA and put it on your 3DS, but someone should do it. Let me know. Uh, That's a great game. Yep. Um, I mean, everyone should play Attack of Freddy Monsters. Monsters. Yep. Yeah, that's just <laughs> so like the obvious good. answer. Um, the uh, style savvy games, very good. People should play those. Uh, play the British one. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, because uh, they're they're it's like very similar to Animal Crossing in its own way. A Happy Home Designer, also a great 3DS game. Um, they basically added that into uh, New Horizons, and people are like, "It's good." And I was like, "It was always good. You just didn't understand what you had." Uh, there's a lot yes. of good 3DS games out there. Wii U? Uh, I don't fucking know. It's the Wii U. Nobody cares. Xenoblade Blade Chronicle X. Nope. Nope. Uh, Hilver writes in, any thoughts or opinions on game development memes? Example, can you pet the dog? Uh, other examples like working mirrors, flushable toilets sort of stuff. I think it's fun. I love a catalog of things in games. Um, 
I feel like I like it when it's like someone actually did the work to find all of them and not just like here's ten and then someone fell off the red, the uh, tumbler they made. Uh, yes. There's one that was like there's one that was like vending machines in games it just went forever. Just so many vending machines. Love it. Vending machines are really good in games because yeah. they're like a simple object. They can be interactable in one very obvious way, so you don't have to program like a bunch of animation. You can have a thing come out. Uh, I do like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have Cynthia's email. Uh, that was played a bunch of WarioWare. Played Rhythm Heaven. Rhythm Heaven was too hard for Cynthia. But who's the best guy in WarioWare? I think it's this guy from the Munch a Bunch video game. Um, can you pull up this email and see this guy? This is a good guy. Um, uh, I'm pulling up the email as we speak. You'll know this guy immediately. He's a good little guy. Look at that little guy! He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I love him. Um, I, um, my actual, like, it's not from WarioWare, but, um, the onions that you pull the hair out of in Rhythm yes. Heaven, I fucking love those guys. They're I mean, that's so cool. the most WarioWare that Rhythm Heaven ever gets. Yes. Yes. And, and I really don't like the, uh, Megamix, like, 3D versions of that, uh, design, where they give them, like, a real onion and potato texture. Yeah. Um. I, I think the GBA versions of that character are fantastic. Yep. Uh, Krauss writes in, Wubba Dubba Dubba, that true? Uh, yep. Thank you, Krauss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Neil writes in, what ha- handheld console has the best media insert removal experience? I'm partial to PSP's UMDs myself. You took the best one. <laughs> it's, it, it just is the best one. Just a little... Oh. There's very little that can, like, trigger my, like, intense corny nostalgia, like, the feeling of, like, tactile <laughs> fucking uh, disc stuff back in the day. Yes. Oh. I do like I do like Game Boy carts, like, the experience of, like, the plastic clacking, and then you hit the button and the little Nintendo ding happens. That's really good. That's all gone with now, like, spring-loaded, like, di- you know, card slots. I love the Game Boy Color one specifically where it's, like, um... Uh, color and original, I guess. I've never played that. Yes. The, whether there's the the large bit at the yes. top that you kind of have to push down, but it's not like a hangover thing. It's yes. like a different mechanism of pulling it out. Yep. Yeah. Um. Evan writes in, what's your record on the egg game in Warrior Works history? You did not play that. How, you know, the don't move one. I remember leaving my GBA unplugged or plugged in somewhere safe and leaving that micro game on loop overnight. Pretty sure the metal for it's like 30 clears, but don't you just have to make the number big? I don't anymore. There's one where you just, it's like, don't move. It's kind of like the Wii ones where it's like, set the controller down. Don't touch it. Um, where just an egg, if you, if you jostle the thing, the egg falls over and you lose. But, um, I assume it's not in the spirit to just put the fucking Game Boy down. <laughs> so the thing for me is like back when WarioWare was new, I definitely like tried to like get as high score as I could in every, cause you can go and play every game or whatever. Um, and just get high. Like I, like there were some games where I just had scores in the hundreds cause you could just play it forever. Um, and it doesn't, at some point it stops getting faster. You just play the game until you fuck up enough times, right? Yes. Classics of arcade design. There's no kill screens in WarioWare, unfortunately. Nope. We have well, a final email. Uh, from kill screen coming up. Uh, this is about, uh, Wada and the changing face of Nintendo. Um, you know, not having a handheld device. Games seem worse. Less experiments for sure. Um, Every game seems like a remake or just another old game with a new coat of paint, blah, blah, blah. Are these inevitabilities? Was yes. this going to happen even if Iwata was still around? Do you think this yes. is because Iwata's gone? Um, I think that Iwata being there did genuinely, like, like having someone who not just... The man programmed Balloon Fight. Like, he does <laughs> understand 
uh, the appeal of video games. But I also think that, like, he believed in the Wii U. It was a fucking failure. Uh, the wins still change, right? Like, yes. Um, it's not like Nintendo was a benevolent company while Iwata was in charge. Oh, most of the evil shit that it's currently doing, it still did. Um, yes. There was that the one email article. specifically does point out that Iwata was part of the restructuring that put handheld teams and console teams kind of together because the Switch was coming, right? I mean, the Switch was like his idea. Yeah. Uh, like, he was involved with the development of that. Um, it was still his thing, like, before he died because of how the NX was going. Uh, like, they've been wanting... There was a news story from an insider about how, like... No, they've been planning to shut down the Wii U since 2014. Um, they they waited a decade because they need that... If they shut it down earlier, they can get class action sued. Uh, this is actually... This isn't be- beneficial. They've, they've always been waiting to do it in the most, you know... Uh, mercenary way possible because they're fucking Nintendo they've always been like this they're just an evil company that sucks um, they the main, just happen oh, to in the past make some of the best games of all time the main question here is why did why the fuck did Nintendo devote resources to a guaranteed terrible CG movie or the building of theme parks instead of making New Rhythm Heaven game or creating new games that have similar vision uh, the actual answer to both those is they didn't someone else is like asked could we make this and they said yes because they have money to make off of it Oh, yeah, they have. They devoted no resources. They've like they've invited someone else in, and it like increases their cultural capital, right? It like it yeah. bigs up the Mario brand globally. Um, and maybe fifteen people will buy a new Rhythm Heaven game. So, you know what? I think if they put out a new Rhythm Heaven game now, it would do well. Like, I think like the upswing hmm. in the audience. I think that you're probably on... right. You're probably right. But the like, will it do better than like? No, we're releasing a bunch of Mario Kart DLC, old tracks. Absolutely do you not. want them? absolutely not <laughs> no, no no not by like that's why they won't do it because like the the other things nintendo has are so much more valuable but i do think like rhythm heaven got popular like recently and specifically the wii one because that's the one you can actually stream it's on a console that you can stream and yeah. vgs is playing it and they're all doing the remixes and... this thing is i don't i we live in a very specific bubble where i don't know if rhythm rhythm heaven's a niche franchise right it is a niche franchise but it had i was looking up i was like watching videos um just doing some research uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever has got relatively popular lately. It is okay. like by uh, the way of these games. Um, okay. Like it happened in 2020, apparently. I don't know okay. why. It was a popular streamer and it just the things aligned. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. Uh, but it, it wasn't It wasn't just like this, This uh, you know, just the like VTuber memes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the answer is Nintendo doesn't have to try. I mean, it's weird because like a lot of it is like COVID, but also they weren't trying before COVID. The, 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 the Switch development has just put them on a track where all the games are in a house style that's not appealing to me at all, but they all sell very well. So, yes, it's hard to it's hard to um, fault them for doing the thing that like seemingly people want. I just don't want it, but I'm also old and not their market. So, I mean, I, I don't want to use my Switch. Fuck a Switch. Every single Switch game would be better if it was on something else and I could run it at a proper frame rate. I'm just that guy now. That just happened to me. So, I'm not free of sin. But, RIP the 3DS, the last good console. Uh, On some level, this is just true. It's a real shame, because, like, I don't even know what the Switch, like, the controls could be better for the Switch. Um... That's for sure. It could be less heavy, could have a better battery. But like the, the actual answer is the development for it's just 
the thing people want is wrong, right? Like, yeah, I mean, the, 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 a more powerful switch doesn't really help the problem because the problem is that it is a thing where you will make quote unquote real games on, yes. and so they will, as a downpowered version of the real game machine, every game will suck. It is yes. more more about the relative power than it is about the like, yeah. I don't care about specs. I care about like the ways in which development resources are allocated, and to allocate them properly, you need a specifically like bespoke handheld thing that yeah. encourages a different style of design. But and also, that's dead. It, that's dead. if you if you made a handheld that was underpowered, the developers who would make those games don't exist anymore. They've all been pooled into giant conglomerates, or they're yes. making like a gotcha or something, right? Like, there's other spaces that are sucking up that talent. It just takes too many people to make a game. Yeah. And but all like, the people that even, would make no, no. Even if even if like the GBA was back, maybe you could make a game with six people. Those six people are better served making a game that you could put infinite money into than making. Well, that's what a I mean. Game. Like, yeah, the entire Rhythm Heaven team, if in any way, like their skills could be utilized by like the fucking Zelda team to do some bullshit part of a Zelda game that no one cares about, that is more valuable to Nintendo than letting them make a new thing that stands alone. Yeah. That's just fundamentally true of game development. And a lot of talent gets pooled into games that I would never play just by the game. Um, Arknights. I think the art in Arknights is cool. Every time I see like a new character or like a trailer and, uh, back when I used to have YouTube ads, <laughs> got rid of those. Fuck those. Um, I'd be like, man, this seems cool. I'm not going to play a gotcha tower defense game. I hate tower defense and I'm like cool on gotcha. Um, but, um, they look cool. Like there's, there's real, like people are making cool things. They're just in frameworks that are bad because that's where video games are at right now. Yes. It's just depressing. Um, I this last month between like getting really into Dark Souls and um, playing all these rhythm games uh, and WarioWare, I've been like, I fucking love video games. I love gaming. I love gaming. <laughs> um, but then you look outside. I open my curtain and everyone's posting about Horizon. I'm like, I hate gaming. <laughs> yeah. I'm like the fucking guy from Ping Pong who walks around and discovers he loves Ping Pong. I then look outside again and realize the thing I hate is actually true. Uh, anyway, that's it. Uh, you can send emails again to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Next month, uh, gaming's back, Jackson. You've got two games you want to play. So none of them are for this podcast, but they're big games. Yeah, I'm going to be playing Elden Ring, and then I'm going to be playing you know, Final Fantasy Origin Stranger of Paradise. Don't know when I'm going to be playing that. I'm waiting back on an email. <laughs> I'm absolutely not playing either of those games. They will not be for major coverage, which means that we have a, you know, maybe Jackson would appreciate a light month and I have a light month in store. So next month we are continuing our year of handhelds by playing two games. We are playing Sonic Chaos and Tails Adventure, both for the Game Gear. They are Game Gear specific (laughs) Sonic games. This is testing the limits of the real hardware bastards. Who will go that far? Not us. Not us. Not That's us. For I'll, damn be, sure. I'll be playing them on my 2DS. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I guess right in, if you are playing these on a Game Gear, yeah. don't buy a Game Gear for our stupid thing. But if you have a Game Gear and are going to play them this way, let us know, I guess. Yeah. Um, I never, I've held a Game Gear maybe three times in my life. I have no affection for it. Um, I don't know what a Game Gear looks like. Is it that fucking massive one? It's, it, I mean, the Lynx is also massive, but yes, it is a massive one. Because wasn't the whole thing that they were like, we're going to beat the GBA, but like, the not the GBA, the Game Boy, but uh, they had to like make a, you know, Steam Deck level huge. Oh, you're thinking of the Lynx. 
I mean, the Game Gear is big, and yeah. also needs batteries like crazy. But it did have a color screen. Okay, yes, I'm thinking. Of the, I'm thinking of the one that's like the battery is yes. off the chain. Well, they're both like that. God, this one's also huge. Yes, that tiny screen. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, there's a there's a good like emulator for the if you have a hacked 2ds 3ds because uh, that was on the virtual console you can just inject those games and they'll play really well so that's how I'm gonna do it. Um, oh, game gear emulation not difficult. No, no, the links is even worse. By the way, yes, yes, I know. Never actually held an Atari Lynx. With the Lynx is famously, the thing with the Lynx is that it was like designed in the mid '80s and it just took forever to come out. It would have beaten the Game Boy to market. It's like a whole thing. You can watch a YouTube video of it while you're eating lunch sometime. I'm looking at these and then I like pivot over to look at the fucking Game Boy Advance, and I'm like, damn. Nintendo well, you need to even look at the Game Boy, not the Game Boy Advance. Yes. I know those were like the direct competitors, but I just mean like you know. You could do you, if you want to do a time appropriate one. You could alt tab from the N gauge to the Game Boy Advance. Yes, <laughs> Nintendo still had it all. Yeah. Um. So we'll be playing both of those. Uh, they're relatively short. Um, Sonic is like an actual Sonic game, and I think the Tails game is more of a like a exploration platformer. It's not as like fast. You're not running around. He plays Tails. But uh, that's it. Uh, we'll be back next month. Until then, Jackson plugs. You can find me at Headfuls Off on Twitter.com. You can find the podcast that I do at abnormalmapping.com. Uh, and you can listen to them. They're good. Support them. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support... Well, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, we've been going for two hours at EM underscore being on Twitter. If you'd like to support our shows, you can do that at patreon.com slash normalmapping. Um, I think we have some good podcasts. For $1, you get Gundam every week on Wednesdays. Uh, we put out an episode of Gundam. We're watching uh, Gundam Seed right now, which is not very good. We're watching Volta's no! 5. That's very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's been a fun time because we've been having a lot of guests come through, and it's been good to do that. Um, for $5, you get Blockbusters. We're watching a month. Me and Jackson break down a movie. Um, we did uh, Ready Player One this past month. Uh, we're about to do speed that's what we're gonna do uh there's speed a lot of those. yes, yes. God, um, okay yeah and then for ten dollars every two weeks you get a uh, voip life where we just kind of hang out and goof off um a lot of lists and bullshit and arguing video game talk lately um uh we have to record some voip life later i don't know what that's gonna look like because we're punchy already um but if you uh can support us please do because all these podcasts only exist because we're able to kind of make some money doing it um and if you can't then just tell your friends about the abnormal mapping um it's good. And word of mouth helps a lot, honestly. Um, every time someone plugs one of our shows and like site specific episode, I'm always very happy that people are like, this is the one. I'm like, oh, this is the one you liked. I'm very happy about that. Because the backlog is meant to be like a thing people can go back to and still get something out of. I guess you could review us on iTunes. We've never asked for that. Uh, uh, every that's because I, yeah, no, I mean, you know, you could do that. It helps. It, I'm sure it helps because it everyone says it does, but I don't know. <laughs> every time Range touched it, I'm like, I guess we should probably be asking for that, but we we don't use, I like, we all use podcast I'm not gonna, apps. Yeah, I'm not going to look at the reviews. I'm not going to read any on the podcast, but if you do review us, please give us five stars and say we're good. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, until then, uh, play some video games or don't. I'm, you know, I'm I'm mostly watching anime these days. I'm, I'm you really free. are. You went anime mode. I'm still gaming mode. I'm you know, gaming. Well, I'm sure that uh, Final Fantasy whatever is gonna be good, and you won't hate video games by the time you're done. No, I'll do it my way.
強くなれるそれこそが君らの条件だね Here we go come on Here we go come on どれかい目描きを火に行こう目の前に広がるキャンパスにそれぞれの色ではみ出すくらいに I'm back 